Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, you're listening to Ready Player Two. This is episode seven. Um, I'm I Lewis eighty seven. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm uh, producer Ross. Lewis isn't here at the minute. He'll be with us later on. Uh, but joining me, as always, my trusty sidekicks, Ciro and Richard. Hello. Welcome, guys. Thank you. It's good to be back. I'm glad I got invited. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fun little two weeks now. Yeah, I don't like the two weeks. weeks. I want to record all the time. But yeah, what have we been up to? Um. Finding work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rich has had a hell of a two weeks. Yeah, it's been a bit of a busy two weeks. So when we're going through the news and other stuff, I am I am utterly loopless. <laughs> Everything going on, I just don't know. I've got no idea. What pretty much happened is um, the company that I was working for called us all into a meeting um, at about two o'clock on a Monday morning yeah. and said, right, guys, we've gone into administration. Uh, it's all gone a little bit tits up. Go home. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I did via the pub, um, and uh, and had to look for work because that was it. That was uh, game over, man. Game over. No yeah. job. No no notice pay. No redundancy pay. Child nothing. literally weeks away. Yeah, literally like child within a few weeks <laughs> happening. So there was a mild quantity of panic, <laughs> but luckily, because I've kind of seen it coming. Because you can kind of tell when idiots are being idiots. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know all these guys bedecked in suits and ties that look like they know what they're talking about, and you're kind of looking at them thinking, you're losing all of our money, aren't you? So I worked out that... <laughs> oh, they... yeah, that happens more than most people would believe. Yeah, well, it's happened to me an awful lot. I'm starting to think that maybe I'm unlucky. <laughs> but uh, we've... Um, yeah, I saw it coming, so I, I was kind of like, well, let's update my CV. And I got my CV out, luckily, about a week before this all went down. Yeah. So the Friday of the same week... I got offered a job. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. So out of work for what four days? Sure. Yeah, out of work for four days, which wasn't too bad to be honest. That's, uh, and to be honest, with what with, with what ended up happening, because I got paid some overtime, because normally I get paid a month in hand for the overtime and stuff. Yeah. Um, I ended up coming out with more money in the month than I would have done <laughs> had I just been paid normally. So it worked out all right to be honest. But yeah, yeah, it was very very panicky for a little while. And anybody who follows me on Twitter, thank you to everybody who's sending me like well wishes and saying good luck for the job interviews and stuff like that helping me keep my head above water a little bit because it's a bit doomy and gloomy when you get in that situation mm. well at least we, that's the job taken care of now we just need the kid to be sorted and that's going to be you yeah it's not going to be long now mm. kid on the way oh my lord well anyone that's been following Ciro on Instagram especially will see that he's had quite a relaxing week this week don't you Ciro um, not as relaxing as I'd actually hope we had no? their, our, our own works retreat to um the lovely seaside town near Chichester and a little break into Bognor Regis. Oh, very close lovely to me, Lewis. Lovely fucking... Yeah, pretty much, actually. Unfortunately, I've got 
I don't know if I had hay fever and a cold or just a really bad fucking hay fever, but I am not built for summer and or outdoors. <laughs> I'm not built for outdoors. I'm a gamer. Since you're a host of the gamer podcast. medical issues with this shit. We stepped outside and I just kind of exploded, wanting to rip both my fucking eyes out, dribbling snot from the get-go, and I was like, this isn't for me. Wow, I bet you were fun to be around on that corporate retreat. Fucking great. And it's just like, and for today's activity, we're going to spend all day outside playing tennis in this field. Oh, no. Grass that's been freshly cut for your convenience. It's like, yeah, thank you. Fuck you. You have those amazing team building exercises where you've got to catch people when they fall backwards and stuff. No, we what we did uh, we did uh, a tennis sort of tournament called touch tennis. So tennis with foam balls. Right. So you about have a fucking hernia every time you serve that bastard. <laughs> tennis with foam. Tennis for puffs. Is that effectively what it is? <laughs> it's, it's like waffle ball, basically. You waffle ball. Oh, wow. I've never you heard of waffle ball. Smash the fucking foam ball with all your heart, and it goes a foot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Uh, you're in so the we did that with. It was actually not bad because you got to go p- get pissed and jump in the the outdoor heated pool in this lovely mansion. Oh, nice. But to be our sort of main team building get together was you know build a bridge out of paper. Right. <laughs> they do that. Well, I say they do that. They did that when they took people on at my uh, at my old place. They get everybody in for like two weeks. They would be in training exercises in the boardroom, and you'd go up because like fix a computer or something like that, and they'd be like. Build, there'd be five of them together in a team building a bridge out of newspapers. Yeah, like, that was it. You're getting fucking paid for this. What? What's this shit? Yeah. They go. They, they're telephone. They're like, they're um. It was like a call center. What the hell is that going to help? <laughs> there is little oh. to no engineering involved in the job whatsoever. You say that? Could we fucking do it properly now? We were about. <laughs> every, just going out, we separated into teams within about five minutes. We all sort of looked at each other and how the fuck do we cheat on this one? <laughs> Let's get those Coke cans and wrap them in newspaper. There's our support structure. Or something. Get some twigs. Get twigs. Twigs. Oh, that most of the week I've um, actually been downloaded and played the, the new Spartacus game on the Xbox Live. Anyone I've else been this. playing this? I've, kept, I've looked at it twice and I'm not pulled the trigger yet on actually downloading it. Is it good? It's two gig big. It's done by Ubisoft. You know, you're not going to mess out because it's free to play for um, gold users. Yeah. It reminds me of the old Barbarian game, you know, um, dating back to Spectrum Amiga, Amiga era. Wow. So you get your Gladiator, you kept them out with armor and weaponry. I think it's going to be a very heavy microtransaction game. Yeah, this is what but I've heard. Then you just kind of go online and fuck up other people <laughs> or play random computer bot type matches, but... It's pretty gruesome, full decapitations and everything. Yes, yeah, so I was just looking at the screenshots for it, and it does look pretty uh, brutal. Yeah, you know... Is it complex, f- or is it just kind of like tap to swing? Tap to swing, mate. It's um, soft swing, hard swing, grab and kick. That's a shame. But, look, it's not going to break any sort of awards here for... <laughs> for complicated games gameplay. or yeah. difficulty to play, but for... A free-to-play game that you can just mash on and decapitate your mates every couple of minutes? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> That's, That's really good. Fun. That's cool. See, what I'd like, I'd like something like that that is... Uh, did anybody ever play Fight Night Round 3 on the Xbox 360? Oh, yeah. Oh, Not hell yeah. 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 So, Fight Night Round 3, the, the, the premise there was obviously that you used a woggle stick. Yes. So, like, if you swung the woggle stick right, it was your right punch. And if you swung it left, it was your left punch. Yeah. I'd love to see something like that with a sword and board style game. So you've got sword and shield, and you kind of either use one stick for your sword and one stick for your shield, and then maybe the D-pad to move around or something like that. That'd be excellent. That's a good idea, but you know Microsoft to make that with Connect. 
yeah, probably be first person. <laughs> I don't shit. want it to be anything like that. <laughs> the problem is that as soon as you use it, as soon as you put Connect into it, it becomes shit. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't want any Connect. Many games have got the little play. Better with Connect thing on the front. That's just a lie. Better with Connect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can shout at it with Connect. I don't. I honestly don't see how being given a technical foul makes the game better. No. That's awesome. I just think that's. I it's just think that's a great little... interactive way to do it. It's like, oh fuck, technical foul. Yeah, but it'd be hilarious the first couple of times it happened. Then after a while, I'd be like, seriously, I'm going to keep swearing at you, so you need to stop doing that. Yeah. Well, I was playing the other day, and my wife was in the same room on the phone to her mum, and it kept picking up bits from her conversation. So like, she was calling timeout, she was calling plays. I was like, what the fuck's going on with this? What? What was she talking about? Okay, that would be fucking annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. It wasn't even anything that relevant the game should be picking up. They just hear certain sounds, I think. I think, so that sounds like this command. And, so Connect uh, assumes that nobody else is in the room. Connect assumes that you're a loner. Exactly. That you have no friends and nobody <laughs> else is in the room playing with you or having a conversation. Yeah. Well, I've been playing well, a ton of um, Super Meat Boy this week. Super Meat Boy? played this? No. Super Meat Boy's classic. Uh, it's brilliant, isn't it? How to how to destroy your controller in so oh, many levels? Jesus Christ, yeah. What, what is this? Oh, Rich. Super Meat um... Boy. You never played Super Meat Boy. Never even heard of Super Meat. Okay, Ross, give yeah. it the rundown. It's a proper old style platformer, basically. Right. You're this tiny little piece, a uh, chunk of meat with legs, arms, and a little um, little face. Right. And you basically just have to get to your girlfriend at the end of every level. Um. You can't. Right. There's certain things. It's like you, there's like um, uh, if you die, you just explode. But then you come back immediately and start the level over again. It's right. so frustrating, but it's so brilliant at the same time. I just imagine that every level is a jumping sort of obstacles in it. So you've got to get from one end of the level to the other, jumping through various death traps, um, small and... gaps, and blades and large jumps, everything else. It's brutally unforgiving in the old way games used to be. Yes. But retains such a comical fashion about it. Mm. So every time you die, like Ross says, you'll come back immediately and sort of have to continue punishing yourself to get through <laughs> some of the hardest designed levels you can imagine. And at the very end, as soon as you complete the level... When you finish the level... It shows you a replay of every single one of your little meat boys going through the level all at the same time. Oh, really? So what, exploding, like a kind of dying all over the place. In yeah. like a, a kind of Colin McRae rally shadow car kind of way. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but every single character <laughs> life you use, no matter how many hundreds you went through, and it plays them all at the same time. <laughs> the graphic style of thing makes me, it reminds me of like World of Goo. It is. It is a bit from the indie side. That kind of thing. There's, apparently, there's a bad guy in it called Doctor Fetus, <laughs> which yep. I can't. I can't argue. It's probably the best name for a bad guy ever. <laughs> I'm actually friends with the guy who did the the voiceover for it, and for the voiceover is proper like 90s arcade style as well. Oh, so this is probably going to be something I'm going to have to get. Is this how much is this? Can I get it on PC? Um, you can get it on PC. It's uh, usually in the indie bundles. It's uh, heavily developed, but any platform, it's best played with a control pad. That's definitely for sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. But yeah, it, I, if you've not played this, anyone's listening, just get it now. I got it the first week it was available. It did like a um, like a, a an early purchase thing. Like if you bought it in the first couple of weeks, it was cheaper on Xbox before it went up. But um, yeah, just get it. It's super. All right. Well, anything that's uh, that's called Super Meat Boy is good by me. So <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to have to get hold of that. Uh, it's 11.99 on Steam at the minute, but I'm sure there'll be a, a sale for it. It is worth that. But um, how much gameplay have you got in it? in terms of hours? 
played, yeah, I played for about five hours the other day Bloody and hell. didn't complete a full like the levels are split into like twenty different individual levels. Right. Um, I must have got through about 15 levels just for the amount of time I was going back and forth for it. I'm not very good at it, but it's just so brilliant to play. Alright, I'm going to have to get it now. <laughs> God damn it. You really are. What else have you been doing? <sighs> Playing NBA 2K13. <laughs> no, no change like, there then. What episode are we on now? <laughs> is this 7? This is still seven. doing the same thing. Yeah, this is almost three months into our... I thought you'd maxed out your guy now. Oh, uh, yeah, I did have another one. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> is it, you're playing, even though it's a team-based game, you're playing an individual guy, are you in this thing? That's one guy, yeah. Oh, I take it you can shift from team to p- team to team and stuff, can you? Uh, yeah, you get drafted, but then you can ask to be traded and stuff like that. I don't know why I'm asking. I don't really care. <laughs> no, to sports. be honest, but I'm not bothered. It's sport. It's sport. So smack, smack a ball around, put it in a hole. <laughs> you don't shoot well, anybody. Well, last week we did also have our games night, so we played a little bit more COD as well. Yeah, yeah, I missed. I'm fantastic now. Yeah, so I missed one, you missed one. It was it was pretty it, it tell you what, actually it was amazing. Yeah. It went down really, really well. Um there was one guy that turned up that actually made us all want to kill ourselves. <laughs> and mostly them, right? And for ages we couldn't work out who it was. Absolutely no idea. I sent a message out on Twitter saying, Right, uh this is my gamer tag. Um and uh, and if you want to join our game, come join us. And immediately I got a friend request from this person called was it Ah, only Kiendro or something. Yeah, only only Kiendro or something like that. Right. And I figured, right, well, the timing—it's immediate. You know, it's just after I sent this tweet out. Except yeah. the game, you know, they didn't have a mic, so we huh. didn't know who they were. So I kept sending messages saying, "Who are you?" I was putting messages out on Twitter saying, "Who are you?" No response whatsoever. Kicked her ass. <laughs> Absolutely kicked her ass. <laughs> Up, down, left, and right. Didn't know who they were. Considered kicking them. God, <laughs> Still don't know who they were or where they came from. <laughs> no, oh, we, we do because we, we follow them back on Twitter. But... Yeah, we found them on Twitter now, but I don't know how they found us because they didn't know about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very <laughs> odd. But yeah, talk about using us the sniper to a whole new level. I think that I was very humbled myself. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I some of the, some well, of the playbacks after they killed me. And I was just like, seriously, I didn't even see myself. <laughs> oh, I didn't fantastic. Even know and uh, who else? We had? We, had, we had Lenny and a few others. We had Captain Stu ju- jumped in. Oh, cool. I had yeah. so many people from the community jump in. It was fantastic yeah. to see so many people coming in, supporting, game, making part of the community day, really. Yeah, yeah, but it was an awful lot of fun. We didn't do anything particularly competitive. We were just kind of doing all-in-all games and like special matches and stuff like that because we were all a bit special. <laughs> but it was re- it went down really, really well. It was a hell of a lot of fun. I think the, the, the phrase of the night was, Oh, Lenny. <laughs> 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 that was pretty much it. But no, we had a damn good time. I want to do something like that again. It's difficult because I get drawn back to that now. I'm properly into Call of Duty now, which I never thought would happen. <laughs> I'm properly, Welcome properly into Call of Duty. One yeah. of those. So I'm playing... No, I'm still rubbish. <laughs> still, I can, can, you, can you be a bro if you're rubbish at it? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to be on I. Oh, really? No. You don't get, you don't get the t-shirt? <laughs> no. Oh, right, okay, fine. I'm probably all right then. No, I'm re- oh yeah, Super Nutsy, he came in as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, Nutsy was playing quite heavily from the start, I think. Because oh, it was kicking my ass. <laughs> uh, but no, that was a that was great fun. I want to do something similar again. I think we're probably going to have to show the PC guys some love at some point soon, though. So maybe some Team Fortress or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I I should be very up for playing this very soon, as I should have my fixed my computer fixed tomorrow. Yay! It's only taken about a month and a half. <laughs> three months. <laughs> three months <laughs> since we started this recording, basically. 
Oh my god. Pretty much, it's been dead since the beginning. So, <laughs> I've ordered my parts. So they have arrived. They will arrive tomorrow. So hopefully it is a motherboard that's a problem, and if if not, you will hear me crying from wherever you're listening to this oh, podcast no. now. So you're not you're not convinced it's a motherboard. I, I, well, I fucking hope so. To be honest, <laughs> After you know, all, my biggest supply. fear is I've I've replaced the P, uh, the power supply unit. All right. I've just now replaced the motherboard, and I'm going to find out that it's going to be neither of them. It's going to be like a busted CPU fan. It's going to cost 14 fucking 99 to fix, <laughs> and I will be pissed. Oh, it shouldn't laugh. Don't laugh, seriously. He's going to find no. us. We're meeting him for Eurogamer. I don't oh, think yeah. he's going to... He remembers things. Yeah, I remember everything. <laughs> oh, right. So that's us. What's been, what else has been going on? Not a great deal. Should we move on to some news? Zero, uh, tell us about playing for Palsy. Yeah, uh, we got a shout-out last week on Twitter from a gentleman called Slater. And that's S-L-L-A-Y-T-3-R, who's doing a charity event called Playing for Palsy. He's hoping to raise money for Cerebral Palsy with three giveaways. It's a huge 24-hour streaming event that's happening on Saturday, the 20th of July. Now, if anyone's wanting to get involved in this, they should head over to specialeffects.org.uk or Gaming for a Cause which is his own one, it's gamingforacause.co.uk and get involved. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll be involved, won't we? Sorry, we're going to be oh, joining certainly. in the It should be a fantastic event. I know he's hoping to do some Black Ops 2 and some other sort of multiplayer games on the Xbox as well as some free-to-play games on the PC. So he's trying to cover all the streams and it should be a fantastic event, actually. So... We're always here to support the charity events, and if you're doing anything for charity, we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Yeah. Am I right saying he's, he's streaming all of this for 24 hours, is he? Yes. It's a 24-hour streaming event on Saturday, the 20th of July, yep. Bloody hell. He's yeah. going to be knackered by the end of that. <laughs> I might turn up <laughs> yeah. at the end, I might be able to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a killer event. It should be fantastic. Yeah, that sounds like so, really good fun. Slater, whose, name is, whose real name is Pete, he's got his own website, his details are up there, he's on YouTube channel. We're far, we're right behind you, and we wish you all the best. Yeah, if anybody's got a little bit of spare cash after they've supported Craig Clark climbing up a mountain, uh, donate to him. <laughs> There's a donate yes, button straight on his website. Yep, exactly. So we're all behind that, and can't wait to hear more details. So keep them coming. Okay, let's move on to some Xbox Live news with their Ultimate Game Sale, which is happening, um, well, uh, I would say tomorrow, but it'll be now when this podcast is live. Um, Major Nelson's has released a list of the games that will be going on sale. There's no specific times um, or prices for them um, specifically, but uh, if you check out readyplayer2.co.uk, the full list is on there. Uh, there's some bloody big games in there, quite new games as well, some of them. But what's the sale? Has he said? Is it actually any good, or is it just like, oh yeah, we've got three quid off? I'm hoping it'll be like the sale they did at the start of the year, where I got Batman Arkham Asylum for £2. You didn't? Yeah. Yep. Did you? <laughs> yeah. God, I bought four copies. <laughs> yeah. There was there was a fantastic sale at the beginning of the year. I've also got Arkham City. I bought Street Super Street Fighter Four for two pounds. Yep. Yeah, a grid for two pounds. Yeah. There was a fan. It was a top-notch deal. So if this shapes up to be like last time, everyone will be able to check the gold account now. So. Oh yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> it's going to be some fantastic deals up. 
possibly worth keeping your eye out as well because uh, Steam do tend to kind of counter. <laughs> yeah. They spot that things are going on and go right. Let's let's bring something up ourselves. So probably worth keeping an eye on Steam over at the same time as well. Mm. Some of the highlights it's for always me. Always worth keeping an eye on Steam. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Three is in the list. Uh, yeah. Two. Far Cry Three. Right, through, I, yeah. I really hope everyone on the podcast list here is going to get some Assassin's Creed 3 purely for the multiplayer. If it's two quid, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if it's two quid, I'll get you it. <laughs> Winner, I hope it's two quid. <laughs> but, if it's um, three quid, is the offer still there? <laughs> Max Payne 3 nope. is on there. Which I've not played Max Payne 3. It's so. a superb game. It's really it? rated. Yeah. I got kind of burnt by two. Yeah, it's so different from two. It's it's taken a large walk away from the sort of film noir style, it's, mm. but it's not lost any of the gritty edge. Yeah, it's still, yeah, I like the film noir it's... style from the first game. I I thought it was really really good. I didn't even care that the game was force feeding you what was effectively <laughs> terrible dialogue. Yeah, it was just absolutely atrocious. But because it didn't take itself too seriously, and it was almost like this guy thought that he was an intellectual and clearly wasn't. Mm. That it worked. And then in the second game, they seem to have lost sight of that. Don't yeah. even get me started on the film. That's fucking awful. But <laughs> the, um, yeah, not the yeah, third one I didn't get simply because I was like, uh, I don't know. It's got multiplayer in it as well. It's supposed to be quite good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it probably maybe one of the good points to it. Praise in there as well. Praise. I love the first one, yeah. That was yeah. the only one, wasn't it? Did they make a sequel? Well, They're making a sequel, but I got canned, I thought. Yeah, it's been a The first one's kind of bollocks. Oh, so, Witcher 2. Witcher 2 is in a no. Prey didn't get canned. Still, Prey 2 is still in the making, but a new team's taking over it, oh. which has caused some controversy. But the orange box as well. If you've not played Half-Life or uh, anything else that comes in there, Portal's in there as well, isn't it? Portal, team team Fortress. Fortress. Yeah. Which is yep. free. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, good job. whole package. There's loads of stuff. It's really good. Hopefully everything's £2 and I'll buy all of it. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, something for some more news. Yep, well, uh, I think the funniest one recently is uh, the NintendoWiiU.com fiasco. Has anyone heard about this yet? No, not heard anything. I assume I've not heard anything this week because I've not heard anything this week. <laughs> As you know, like um, when it comes to sort of owning websites, a lot of people, when the, their new console comes out, you, there's these bastards that will go out and like, <laughs> take the domain names or kind of off relevance to it and then try to can extort the companies out of money to get those domain names. What yeah. normally happens is like the Nintendos, the Segas of the world, they take them to court and they usually always win. Yeah. Except for this case with Nintendo and the, the website www.wiiu.com. Really? They lost. <laughs> How? How did they lose? Because the website was registered before the launch of the Wii. So wow. even for oh, really? the Wii U... The site had been launched, um, domain name had been taken before the Wii. So they've come and just went, no. So WiiU.com <laughs> is still a blank page that redirects to random links and Nintendo can't do shit. <laughs> I think it's fucking hysterical. That's amazing. I've got another good bit of news which I think is also funny. It's all to do with League of Legends as well. We've all heard of League of, League of Legends. It's fantastic in the esports world at the moment. It's taken. Everybody by storm. I've I've lost my laptop for a while as my missus has been playing it, and <laughs> it's it's fantastic little game. But there's also a kid, and let me just get his details up in front of me, who is now in jail because of it. In jail, a kid, real, real life jail. Uh, as in real life, 
No, Ross. Pretend jail. You know that pretend <laughs> jail that you've got down at the end of your road? That well, there's on, there's online jails, isn't there? You get banned for things. Yeah, oh this, my god. This is do not pass go, do not collect 200 pounds. The <laughs> kid is called Justin Carter, a 19 year old kid who decided to give abuse on um, the chat board, well, the then game chat, saying that, um, yes, he's real messed up. He's going to shoot up a school full of kids oh, and Jesus they're still Christ. beating hearts. Lol, JK. Or well, silly, he was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the person... Your Honour, he said JK. <laughs> yeah. An unidentified Canadian woman looked up Carter's personal details and reported him to the police, where he was arrested for making a terrorist threat. Wow. And has been in custody and is awaiting trial for more than three months currently. Right. Haha, <laughs> you fucking troll. Well, yeah, but seriously, is this... If you say things like that and, and people take them seriously, I'm I'm just checking my Twitter account. Yeah, case... Rich, you better rethink some of the stuff yeah. you've done on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Delete half my YouTube videos. <laughs> Rice. He said lol JK at the end of it. I mean, really. <laughs> I can't imagine the lawyer saying something like that. Your Honour, he did say JK. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm all for this. She's like, no, no, you're a twat. Go to jail. <laughs> just, just, if he is a knob, you, yeah. you you wanted to be a dickhead. You wanted to be smart. Fuck you. Spend some th- time in jail. Did you really think it was that smart? Now, no. Oh, sorry, Joe, JK. Lol. You can leave jail now. I'd love to see the same kind of action taken taken on people that uh, teabag you after they've killed you in uh, <laughs> duty or something. Yeah, no, no. yeah, hilarious teabagging me. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. Now you're gonna get bum raped. <laughs> <laughs> Keep hold of that soap. Yeah, <laughs> That's the other thing has been happening that made me fucking laugh my tits. So, I did have some news on the GTA uh, a GTA 5 price drop, but I've just read this news story through again, and apparently it's already expired. So let's ignore that one. <laughs> <It's> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was only on July 29th. Oh, okay. Uh, with it being July 30th already, it's pretty much not going to work. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. cut that bit out. Make it sound like that we know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I've got one, I've got one more for the Xbox that should um, be of great news to any indie developers out there. Okay. Xbox have now officially scrapped their payment for releasing patches. Uh-huh. Right. So God, it, Jesus, you could not have done a bigger U-turn <laughs> at Microsoft, oh, could you? Christ, their GPSs are going crazy. <laughs> I think this is a good thing. You know, we had a lot of problems with the Fez updates. I, I love the game Fez. If you've ever played the game Fez, you know what we're talking about. It was released with bugs. They tried to do a, a patch update, which gave even more bugs. But they couldn't fix it again because Microsoft wanted a whole shit ton of money. Yeah. So they've now scrapped this whole um, paying for updates or having to pay for these updates. So... I'm really happy to see that they've actually taken a positive step for more indie developers out there to kind of release and maintain quality content. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, since our last recording, Xbox have done a... You've heard it on every other video game podcast in the world. They've done a massive 180 on all the decisions they made, pretty much. Yeah, let's um, assume that you only listen to the best video game podcast in the world, so they might not have heard it because <laughs> they haven't heard this episode yet. Yeah, Microsoft, as of last time when we were talking about everything that Microsoft and Sony were having massive headbutting arguments about, mm. Microsoft have basically kind of gone, without actually saying it outright, they've just kind of gone, yeah, we kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff we did, um, ignore that. 
Yeah, yeah, all of that shit that we said. <laughs> uh, so we done fucked up, son. <laughs> so they, they've all done, like, seriously, the massivest U-turn. They did it in bite-sized chunks, but they've U-turned on so many different things that I'm not even sure where they're looking anymore. <laughs> but they've, uh, yeah, they've basically gone back on the trading games. They've gone back on the... Um, on the costs for indie developers for to self-publish things on Xbox Live Arcade, um, they've gone back on loads of things. They're trying to at the moment. There's been a, um, I don't know how far this is going to go, but there's been a, re- a review or like a, a report that's come out and said that apparently the that game demos yeah. can hurt video game sales. Have you seen this? What? So there's been a report yeah. that's come out, yeah, from Edar. Which is stupid sounds like a cheese but um <laughs> from edas but that said um there is a, a direct correlation between game demos and the success of games so if you bring out the, the data suggests that if you bring out a game demo your game will do less well <laughs> right and their argument is that because people have pay, played the content and a lot of the time game demos are fairly long and people get bored with games quite easily so they'll get uh, they'll get their fill during the demo my argument is your game is shit <laughs> the entire point of a demo is to see whether you like it, to see if you want to buy it. If your game's shit, people don't want to buy it. Or alternatively, if your game's too expensive, people will try it on the um, on Xbox Live Arcade and then not buy it because it's too expensive. Yeah. They, but none of this... So this is directly based off digital downloads and digital sales. So if somebody tries a demo on Xbox Live Arcade and then or, or whatever it is on, on the PlayStation Network or whatever, and then they decide to pay for the game on PlayStation Network or Xbox Live Arcade based like, off the back of that demo. Yeah. What it doesn't account for is if somebody's, which I've done before, where you've played a game on Xbox Live Arcade, gone, yeah, this is really good, and then gone out and bought a box. Hmm. It doesn't account for any of that, which I have pro- probably played about four demos that I've then gone and bought the game. Yeah. That's the only thing that I, I do, because I've only got 20 gig hard drive on my Xbox. I can't go downloading games willy <laughs> or indeed nilly. I've got, I've got space to account for. So I don't understand how this report can be any way accurate. See, I think this is what comes down to something you said, Kenny, at the start there. It's a lot to do with, yes, it can hurt game sales if your game is shit. Yes, if you've got a shit <laughs> you game. Know. Yeah, don't show people what it is before they buy it. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I like the fact that I'm surprised that some of the content out there is like, hello, here's my game. It's fucking shite. <laughs> And you know you're not going to spend that money. And he's like, ah, we've got the demo now. We've got a lot of demos on demo. Let's charge forty-four ninety-nine for it. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no we, we're not. We're not going to pay that. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, I start. I, I genuinely think that there's money to be made if they started to do things. I mean, they'd never do this. The Call of Duties out there would never do this. But it'd be a good idea for some other games. Some games, the multiplayer aspect of them is all people want the game for. Yeah. They don't even play the single player. Like I'm really enjoying Black Ops Two. Multiplayer. I've not played single player at all. Uh, neither Plus, have I. If you had the option to just buy the multiplayer component of the game, mm. it's a good idea. As, as a download, just 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 buy the multiplayer. You don't get the single yeah. player. It's cheaper. You just get the multiplayer. When the latest Call of Duty is, you can set the game to start. When you when it loads up, it'll go it'll go straight into the multiplayer for you. So you don't yeah. even have to acknowledge the single player is there. They did it for I think it was was it Unreal? Not Unreal. Um, Fear. Oh really? They had. No, Fear. Remember the game Fear? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did a, a Fear... Oh, I can't even remember what it was called now. But basically, they brought out the multiplayer for the game Fear right. as a standalone thing and just gave it away for free. Huh. There you go. You huh. can download the multiplayer component of this game for free. If you want to play the single player, and there was like a little button in it that you could push to da- like pay for a digital copy of the single player game. Hmm. But 
that was and I think it's a great marketing tool because yeah, you give people the, the ability to play the dyna- dynamics of the game see if they like the graphics see if they like the gameplay and then they can go oh, well the single player is probably pretty good or it's got co-op and I want to play with other people that I've met online I'm yeah. going to go ahead and download this and pay for it. well here's a question for you talk about the sort of the, the demo thing when was the last time you downloaded a demo and went right I've played this demo I, I approve of it and when I <laughs> bought your box what was the last title <sighs> NBA 2K12 for me last year's one I bought it wasn't all that uh, bear in mind I don't play that many um, Xbox games so for me this is reasonably recent mm. what was it called Dead Rising well that's the, what, the, the yep. first one did, no, did you play the case zero the second one no, um, no no I didn't play case zero that was the one is that the one where it's got the guy from the second game and Mr. Fred they, West they did, we did, they did have a problem with crossing Case Zero was I mean, um, loads of people <laughs> such a thing Case Zero was basically a tech demo almost of what's capable within sort of um, Dead Rising 2 yeah. like the story before them actually arriving to the mall right okay yeah which was not a bad little I've, thing I've done it with a few games I think probably in my entire lifetime I've, I've got a demo Mm-hmm. and then bought a box set next time I've gone into town or gone and bought it online from play.com or whatever mostly because it's cheaper right. than, the, than the price that they're asking online um, probably about four times in the entire time I've owned my Xbox which alright isn't that often but I don't buy that many Xbox games to be honest I tend to buy them on PC but here's here's the flip side let's take away demos as a sort of the example uh, this one will probably go more towards Euros how many times have you downloaded an arcade game and based off the free trial length of that decided to go for a full purchase? Um. Would you ever download an arcade game and not play the free trial first? No. If there's an option, it's like in poker. If there's the option to check is there, you check. You don't fold. Because you, you exactly. never know what so, that on its own merits demos in my eyes you know yeah. the arcade titles all come with the free trial mm. and I have never once on any merit even if it's fucking Minecraft and you know what you're getting <laughs> yeah. I will always play the trial first and go actually yeah this is kind of funky mm. yeah. but it is an advertisement it's a, it's a play it's a playable advert for your game if your game's not very good, or alternatively, as I've seen happen a couple of times, sometimes they give you like the the intro to the game. Literally, you get the first 30 minutes of the game as a demo. Sometimes they pick a section of the game, or in a couple of the demos I've played, they kind of mismatch a couple of parts of the game together that they think are the best actiony bits or something mm. to make the game look really appealing. So you can't continue from where you left off in the demo when you buy the game. You've got to start all over again or whatever. I don't like that. I want the game experience. I don't want to be force-fed the bits that they think are the best. Yeah, it's, it's, it paints a different picture to what the actual game is, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. There was one game... Ah, that was it. The one game <laughs> that I played, and uh, I played the demo of it on Xbox Live, and I just I had to go out and get it, but it, luckily at the time it was dead cheap as well, was wet. Oh, yeah. Do you ever play that? Yes. Yep, how disappointed were you? Uh, pretty disappointed, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but the demo was amazing. The mm. demo seriously made it made it feel really, really good. Well, I've got some more um, Xbox news. I'm all Xbox this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it amazing? Uh, it's all Xbox news. We're going to have to is... counteract this with some, like, Wii news or something. Yeah, someone find anything that's happening on Wii and we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody stole a website. <laughs> about that, it's all right. Uh, Xbox is now outsold the Wii. In the UK, it sold 8.4 million. The Wii or the Wii U? 
uh, the Wii. The Wii U, I don't think, sold 0.4 million well, copies. It's taken its time to do, do that, so that's quite impressive in itself. Yeah, no, it's hang now, on a minute. It's now this the biggest selling console. This isn't impressive. The Wii sold like yeah. in shit though, yeah, Shut it? up, you PC nonce. No, 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 no. Let's look at let's look at this from a sensible point of view. So the Xbox has now outsold the Wii. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. How much earlier did the Xbox 360 come out before the Wii? Just the Xbox was out a couple of years before the Wii came out, wasn't it? Yep. Right. So the Xbox has been out two years longer. The Wii has now got a successor. Yeah. That's been out for what six months? Yeah. Possibly, yeah, must be. Yeah. And the Xbox <laughs> has just beaten the Wii's sales. That's not. <laughs> well, if you look at it, the thing is with the Wii, you've got to remember that was catered to a much wider audience than the Xbox ever was. Yeah, yeah but that's this not was the point. marketed purely as your waggle stick. You know, build up that wrist strength for wanking off later. You know, <laughs> this was for or at the same time. Yeah, it was. You know, get your high score by how well your hand job skills were for waggle tacticness. Yeah, so it but applied to girls quite well. The Wii was released almost <laughs> a year to the day later than um, the 360. You see, I don't think those stats are impressive in any way. So the Xbox million like, yeah, the, the Xbox is way better now. The Xbox is way better than the Wii, but the Wii has a successor. There is now the Wii U. Yeah, but I think, yeah, but I think you're looking at the wrong Wii. It's, it's, not, it's not that the Xbox finally did it. It's just that... It, we are actually praising more the Wii at this point in time, not the Xbox. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's We're praising fine. the the Wii here for actually being able to hold out this long. Yeah, well, this is because all the Xbox fanboys out there will be going, yeah, yeah, we're the biggest console in the world. <laughs> you cheated. <laughs> you cheated. You waited until his big brother came out, and then you snuck underneath and got some more sales. Oh, it's PS2, it's isn't it? Battle of Time. PS2 is the highest selling console in recent years, 10 million oh, in the UK. So it's going to be it's probably going to be tough for the 360 to beat that. I imagine 8.4 million 360s sold now. Yeah, but there'll still be loads of 360s being sold after the Xbox One comes out because you know if you're in the army. Yeah, <laughs> well the price <laughs> can, the price will drop yeah, as well again. Or I yeah, I would imagine it will. But the, I would imagine they'll probably bring out another Xbox edition, like an extra double thin edition that fits on your arm or something. Well, the PS2 is still selling well into the PS3's last um, life as well. It's only fairly recently that the PS2s have stopped being made and sold it's, up until recently you can still buy like FIFA 12 for PS2 and stuff like that I wonder how, how directly that correlates to the fact that the PS3 didn't play a lot of the PS2 games in mm. the way that they thought that it was going to when it first came out yeah because the PS2 back catalogue mammoth wasn't it the amount of huge absolutely huge games. and it played all PlayStation 1 games and there yeah. were some real gems in there I mean I think if you went back and played them now you'd be in like pixelated heaven but they were they were very good games. Yeah, when I got my PS2, the first, I didn't buy a PS2 game for a long time. I played Final Fantasy VII on it. The first <laughs> yeah. six months, pretty right. much. Good choice. <laughs> Finish him. Okay, so in Lewis's absence, we're going to mess up with the show a little bit. We're going to mess the format around. Um, we're going to do our main discussion now before the top three because we're just renegades when Lewis isn't here. Do what we want. Yeah, like man. It's like having a substitute Woo-hoo! teacher. No rules. <laughs> yeah, while the cat's away, the mice will fuck everything up. <laughs> exactly. I'm editing it anyway. I can put it back together if I want. Um, yeah. So we're going to do our main topic, which this week is the pinnacle of gaming. Uh, we're not really going to talk systems. We're going to talk games and specific genres within games. Um, so I want to kick us off with the most fun, the pinnacle of fun you've had while playing games. And for me... It's Bulletstorm. That's an excellent that, game. That is 
just ridiculously just. It's you Gears of War there. without the seriousness. And, and it's got speed. Yes, and the. That, that's I what I love about it. Bulletstorm was one of those games. Kills people. Yeah, it's brilliant. Bulletstorm was one of those games where you don't even realise that you're doing it, but after you've been playing it for a while, you realise your face hurts. Yeah. And it's because you've been <laughs> grinning. Yeah. You've been smiling like a paedophile in a playground for the entire time you've been playing the game. It's <laughs> brilliant. Oh, man, I thought that good laugh. Especially when you get that sort of the whip thing, start pulling them on and dropping them off, off level. It is fantastic, stupid. But, you know, for me, the best fun in gaming I've always had was kind of mobile play, you know, kind of like yeah. the Ready Player 2 style that we have. And on that, mine has always been like the Saints Rows of the world, you know, Saints Row 3 being a prime example. Mm. R- grabbing your mate, Ready Player 2, running around, slapping people with dildo baseball bats. <laughs> You know, nothing too serious. That's herself. That's what I've loved. Just the craziness. Stupi- yeah, the craziness, the stupidity. You know, I even remember playing Grand Theft Auto One, the top-down game. Yeah, that was awesome. Playing that multiplayer where you're chasing each other around the map, trying to run each other over. Yeah, that was brilliant. Running over the lawns of Harry Christian. Really, really good. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the same thing. I'm gonna go with a similar thing. But I, so we've gone to single player, we've gone to multiplayer. But I'm gonna say split-screen multiplayer. For a couple of specific reasons, but because I'm a PC gamer, way, way back, I used to play a game called Rockets. Probably hardly anybody has, li- has heard of this game. It was originally on the Commodore, uh, it was on the Amiga, right. and, um, but, and they ported it over to the PC. Uh, it's made by a company called Blue Mountain. Absolutely amazing game, where you basically, it was kind of like Micro Machines, but side on instead of top down, oh, wow, because okay. it, it's spaceships. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So you get kind of, kind of side on spaceships, and it's split screen. So you'd have two people, and because it was on a PC, two people on a keyboard. Right. So you'd have to like split the keyboard up. So one side was was one guy, and the other side was another guy. And um, and you'd fly around. You could upgrade your ship. So every time you you did a game, you get money depending on how well you did. And you could spend the money upgrading your ship and putting new things in it. And there were loads of different weapons and stuff like that. There was another game on the PC. I think this was on the PlayStation as well called Trash It, where you were guys with giant hammers, and you that had to. It was, like, it was almost um, like a puzzle game. You were guys with giant hammers, and you had to like smash your way through a level, and like kind of you got on uh, on seesaws. One of you got on a seesaw, and the other one smacked the other side of it, and you'd fly up and stuff like that. But yeah. anything with a, with like split screen. I remember Goldeneye. The first time we all oh, got together yes. and played Goldeneye, split screen. I mean, God, we go and do it now. I mean, I had the guys around the other night. We were playing Call of Duty Black Ops 2, split screen on TV, and yeah. a couple of us were genuinely complaining. I can't see what's going on. If, if it was too dark, it's too, it's too small. Oh, I've got, I haven't got a big enough screen. Just on a HD TV. We used to play, Christ, CRT. we used to play Goldeneye, yeah? And and Quake 2 on the um, on the N64, on like a 22-inch TV. Yeah. It wasn't even <laughs> widescreen, yeah? And you never even complained never about complained, it. Because a 22-inch TV at that point was like the big, as big as your mom. It was so <laughs> massive. And it was like, you had this whole real estate to yourself, and you're killing people on the back of a postage stamp, effectively. Yeah. But it was... Split-screen gaming's died. I think the Wii was trying to keep it alive, but they haven't done a good enough job. I mean, genuine split-screen gaming. I'm talking Halo. Original Halo that had no Xbox Live, yeah. because there was no Xbox Live. Mm. So you'd get, like, a few people. We got, I mean, when we used to rent a house in Warwick, we had we got four Xboxes, original Xbox Ones, in the house with four TVs, and had a huge party with 16 people all playing Halo, eight people per team. Absolutely excellent fun. Yeah. And well, it's great because everybody's in the house, and everybody's drinking, and everybody's having a really good time. And this whole kind of Xbox Live and having a headset, and yeah, it's got more people playing multiplayer, but it's not as personal anymore. It's not as 
you know what? Actually, you mentioned it. Now that you really mentioned it, I'm trying to think. The best four-player split-screen game I've ever played. That, and I mean, this one caused the most bruised ribs you have ever had <laughs> in any sort of collective social gathering of games was Micro Machines. Yeah, that was a brilliant game. Now, that was, you know, there was so... There, everyone's backstabbing each other, the nudging, the pushing, the poking in the ribs. <laughs> that game was fantastic. And another one, um, not so violent, mind you, but was on the old Mega Drive, and everyone should have played this, and it was Toejam and Earl. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. How it's, awesome was that game? If just you to... think back and think about these games, like if you think about other, other ones, Street Fighter. Golden Axe. Golden Axe, yeah. All of these games were so much fun because there were other people in the room with you. Playing multiplayer is all well and good, but I think there's too much competitiveness when you're playing multiplayer games nowadays. Yeah. Having a load of people in the same room, even if you're not having a drink, you just sat there, you're just having a laugh, all playing the same game. Like, jibing each other, throwing insults across the room and whatever it is, it that was so much fun. That was that was the peak of fun in gaming for me. I think it's, that's been lost quite a lot nowadays. You've got Skype and it's not the same yeah. though. I think that's where, you know, this whole cast really came from, which is the whole Ready Player 2. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, nothing was better than turning to your mate going, right, we're going to kick this pig. You ready? <laughs> you know, I don't get what game you're playing, but yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, actually, it was Red Dead Redemption in that case. But, um, I've oh, actually got a classic example, which was Gears of War 2, when that came out. I had my best friend Spyro, he came and visited. The game had been released that day. Um, he, he arrived, <laughs> he visited that day, and I remember looking at my fiance at the time and going, Goodbye. <laughs> we sat up the two la- we sat up the two lazy loungers. We ordered a pizza before we even opened the packaging of the game. Now the pizza was put between the two big chairs, flipped open in between us, and it just, we started. And 14 hours later, we put the control pads down. We looked at each other and just went, "Ow!" That was like a moment, was it? It was like that was it. We're not you know, talking about erotic moments in games. It was a complete romance and a half. Just, <laughs> the pizza was destroyed. And the game was in the same state as a pizza. Presumably, at this point, you've all shit your pants as well. <laughs> Not been to the toilet for 14 hours. You know, we had the bottle next to us. It was okay. Didn't need to know that, <laughs> to be honest. You're coming up with a lot I didn't really need to know today, Zero. You love it. In terms of playing with friends, not really, not so much the uh, same screen co-op, but um, Left 4 Dead. When that first came out, oh, yeah, uh, what do you mean and... when it first came out? Even now, well, yeah, even so now. But when it first came out, uh, me and three of my mates, we all used to play games like literally every day with each other. That was that was it. We'd be on that every day, and it was just stunning game. <laughs> Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead was excellent. It was one massive drawback for Left 4 Dead, in my opinion, yep. that is, and that is that you could only have two people split screen on the Xbox 360. Oh, really? There was no way of having four people split screen. It was very, very frustrating. Yeah. Because and that, and that was another example of there was incredibly poor information on the back of the box. So we went to buy it and we bought two copies for the Xbox 360 because we had two Xboxes in the house and we all wanted to play eight of us on the game 4v4. Um, and you you couldn't do it. It's still on the back of the box, four player, four yeah. player co-op, but you can't do four players on the same Xbox. You've got to you've got to link the Xboxes together. The information on the box didn't make it clear. Really quite annoying, but um, it was a really good game, especially if you were doing the kind of proper against other people mode where you started off as the survivors and then you switched to being the infected. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was a really, really good idea. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's a brilliant game. 
you actually have to join us for a game of what we 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 turned it into a drinking game as we always do. <laughs> and it's called Left for Drink. Left for Drink. <laughs> right. Okay. How does this drinking game work? And do you end up with all your clothes? You you, you retain your clothes. Right. Although um, the longer the game goes on, the harder it is to stay conscious. <laughs> right. Okay. And in a zombie-filled <laughs> environment, that's not exactly the best game to be playing. I'm just saying. Now you can play this on any setting, depending on how drunk you wish to get. And every time you're killed by an infected, you, you take a shot. Every time you're killed by a tank, you take two shots. Every time you're killed by a witch, you take five. Five shots of what? Well, the reason why the five shots for the witch is you can technically avoid the witch. Yeah, that's yeah, always the worst thing. Yeah, but some other team decides to startle her, and then you get fucking jumped. That's the problem. <laughs> you can sabotage now, the your team. Is... You can sabotage your mates. Yeah, we played through the match quite a lot of times, but we also invented the rule that's if, say, one player was taken down, everybody drinks. What? <laughs> so this is this is a quick this is a quick method of doing it, because the longer you play, the more drunk you get. I'll be on for like ten drunk, minutes. <laughs> the more drunk you get. I'll be fucking dribbling more... after five. Yeah, but by by the end of like map one, you're like I don't know. I wouldn't get off the rooftop. <laughs> fuck! Fuck! A jockey! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> what? And it's, it's um, pew 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 pew! <laughs> yeah, it gets really bad really quickly. You definitely have to join us for a game night like that. So what? See, that, again, that's another thing that's more fun of you. You've got to have everybody in the same house. Yeah. No, no. Otherwise, I'll be just like, yeah, I've just done five shots, let's keep going. <laughs> there's, there's got to be an element of trust, but I think the fun part is you're guaranteed before the end of it, you're looking at a character who's not moving. Yeah, someone's asleep. And you're like, <laughs> they're asleep. And, and they are sleeping out here. Yeah. That used to happen to us with Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. One of our mates, uh, he'd drink while playing. Not really, not as a not as competition or anything, he'd just drink as just standard evening. And you get to, you get pretty much every night, you get to 1 a.m. And his character would just be stood at the start of every level. Wouldn't move. Because <laughs> he's asleep. Yeah. We had a similar thing happen when we were playing Lineage 2. Our tank, who was a little dwarf, uh, he was getting more and more pissed. We were all on Skype and he's getting more and more pissed. And eventually he got to the point where he's slowing so badly that we told him several times he's slowing so badly. He just stopped talking entirely. <laughs> Um, but he's still moving and he's still kind of kind of doing his job but because he, the, the, the character he was playing in the area that we were in it was really easy he had to run and press a, press a couple of buttons yeah. and it got to the point where he ran into the middle of this massive load of monsters and then just kept going and kept going and, kept, <laughs> and then dropped off the edge of, the, of this massive tower just fell off the edge and because we'd been following him we thought that he's farming them all up he yeah. disappears off the edge of this tower and dies <laughs> And we're all the monsters turn around and go, right. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened? Couldn't get hold of him. Couldn't like try to kill him the call and ring him back on Skype. Couldn't couldn't do anything. Spoke to him the next day. Uh, he falls asleep on his keyboard, and his <laughs> nose was pushing the W key. <laughs> so he was, off he went. <laughs> nice. Well, but I think that's gonna be the pinnacle of playing with your friends and pinnacle of fun type games I think we can agree that that is definitely where it, where it is it's all it's the, all about playing with mates isn't it yeah and and those small quality moments the small memories that you'll always have of 
you know, running off maps and falling asleep in random drinking games. <laughs> it all comes make... with playing with people, doesn't it? That's where yeah. a lot of them come from. Yeah. Now, I'm going to broach this now because if I don't, I think Ross is going to run away with it. We're going to have to say sports games at some point, aren't we? Sports! Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> so uh, what... Go on then. Now, I don't play that many sports games, but I can think of a couple of things that probably technically class as sports. <laughs> Shooting's a sport, isn't it? Shooting is technically yeah, a sport. In America. It's that thing where you ski and then shoot stuff. Yeah, that's a sport. Well, I've seen the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can probably wangle that in. Go on then, sports games. I'll, I'll let you start, Ross, because you've probably got about six of them. Well, everyone knows what I'm going to say. The pinnacle of my sporting game is it's NBA 2K13. Mm. The package, is it? Not the overall package. I have not. I should have, really. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the overall package is just truly superb. But um, it, for football-wise, the, the new games look amazing and you've got all the up-to-date features. But... This also links in with playing with friends. I used to go to my mates every day after school for like literally three hours till his mum got in from work and we would just play ISS 64 or International Superstar Soccer on the right. 64 and we'd just play just crazy games. We'd just try and play like who could score from the furthest out or do penalty shootouts but like you'd have to arch controller to one side so they couldn't see which way you were going to shoot and stuff like that. <laughs> They're always really fun. Um... But the, yeah. the wrestling games on the N64 as well. Actually, sure yeah, I could definitely agree. Like the re- <laughs> the See, wrestling games the wrestling have games. always been fantastic. Yeah, SmackDown yeah. vs. Raw. Yeah. WWF Warzone. Yeah, I think SmackDown vs. Raw. Now, I think it was a 98 edition, but I think it was called SmackDown vs. Raw 4 or something like that oh, on the, the N64. Here comes the pain. Absolutely excellent game. Mm. Yeah, the um, yeah, I, I used to love the THQ ones, um, No Mercy and WrestleMania yes. 2000, ones like that. Yeah, they were just they yeah, would, that we'd, was, we'd spend hours creating characters. Yeah, oh, that was always the best through. part, making the strangest characters, the most outrageous outfits, the strangest yeah. entrances. No, you can imagine. I, then I, it was I then it was always the same in my group. I was right. So what do you want to do? Hell in the cell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I used to love giving them really weird backstories. <laughs> You give your character a backstory and then you play as if he's got that backstory. So you know how some some wrestlers will spend ages like wandering around, mincing around the ring, throwing their arms up in the air and playing to the audience. Yeah. So you give him a backstory that makes him do that kind of thing, and then as much <laughs> as possible, play the character as if you're him, yeah. rather than just trying try to beat the other guy up. Just yeah. like fit into the mentality of that character. If you've got a guy that like, yeah, if you've got if you've got a, a guy that you said right is a is a high diver, he likes to go up on the ropes a lot. Do it. Go up on the ropes as much as you can and see and see how it goes because that's what the character would do. That adds an element to the game. It's a similar kind of thing to uh, playing Animal Crossing and putting a sinister spin on it. Mm. Yeah. Well, as we we're speaking about wrestling, quick plug: uh, the Powers of Wisdom Wrestling Show, Episode One, out now, featuring me. Go download it. Yay! Is it good? <laughs> uh, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, terrible. So, what do you actually cover in this podcast then? Uh, it's a monthly podcast covering just the recent uh, WWE pay-per-view and the next night episode of Raw. Ooh. So the first episode's gone out now. It's quite long. It may take you a couple of days to listen to. It's two two and a bit hours long. But it's, it's a, like a couple of days. How long is it? It's okay, a f- now. full in-depth uh, review. See, and where, I can don't, we, I don't. where can we get this from? Uh, on iTunes, search the Palace of Wisdom, and they all their podcasts that they do on there are available. And it's the wrestling show that you're looking out for, or the Palace of Wisdom. There you go. Anyway, back on topic. Um, <laughs> in our running order, Ciro, you've got Suspense and then Dead Space. Oh, this is one thing. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but right. there is Spoiler no more suspenseful alert. game there than that. I think. 
Yeah, no, we're not going to say anything for the rest of the podcast, Ross. You just say what we've written down in our running orders. You just talk for us. You haven't put anything in your you've script. So. Cover, yeah. oh, I'm about to. Ross is a cunt. I'm there you go. Read that out. Making the point that there is no more suspenseful game. No, no, Spurs. I think. Um... You know, everyone's got like I don't know about anyone else, but he's picked up like the Turtle Beach headsets, the Astro headsets, or like more gaming, you know, high quality headsets. Yeah. And the first one I ever saw, I put it on, which was I, I got my Astro A40s. Absolutely love them. And I tried Dead Space, and I figured, you know, what's is it going to make that big a difference? Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah. I like I I love horror games, and you know, I've I've had I've been dealing with horror all my life, and. This this was a serious brown trouser moment here. <laughs> Just because like, the audio is so much better than it was previously. I, exactly, you were picking up things here weren't normally there. The slight crackles and banging on the, the ventilation shafts, and when something physically dropped down from the rafters, I I was filling up my trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, as well. I was having a floating moment sitting there going, oh my god, make it go away. Yeah, I completely agree. I went, I, for my, uh, I think it was my birthday a few years ago, my wife said, right, what, what have you got? What haven't you got for your PC? And I pretty much got everything at the time. I hadn't got a decent set of headphones. So she bought me a pair of uh, Sennheiser HD 595s. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, in a basket. <laughs> I, I think that probably one of the first games I played, uh, oh, the first game I played was Counter-Strike Source. Yeah. Because I was playing the, that quite a lot at the time. Jesus, it makes a difference. It makes such a massive difference. You can hear footsteps, you can hear where people are shooting from and stuff like that. So I think, well, I'm going to play, I'm going to play a horror game and see see what it does. Doom three, God, that was a mistake. Oh, God, oh. Jesus, they really stepped up as well at that uh, on that because they wanted to make it so that the audio added to the whole atmosphere and everything. Mm. Scared the crap out of me. I don't think it was that good a game, but with the with the audio with the, with a good set of headphones, it was absolutely it made brilliant. A difference. Yeah, it made you a massive wearing difference. those headphones in your week of horror videos. Uh, no. No, I was wearing my Plantronics ones with the microphone on them. Ah, but even so. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you say, is that my heartbeat or is that a heartbeat in the game? Or Yeah, no, it, it does the same thing. The the Plantronics ones I've got are okay. They're not too bad. But the uh, unfortunately, it's because the Sennheisers are pure headphones. They haven't got a microphone on them. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to have a decent microphone for recording it. So, a bit of a downside to doing that. But, yeah, I played Dead Space with those on as well. Good lord. <laughs> Sometimes you just kind of, kind of turn your speakers on, <laughs> just to yeah. get a bit of a rest. Yeah, as, I, don't, I don't know. Have you ever played something like that? What, what about yourself, Ross? What's been the, the game that's, you know, on similar like uh, we're kind of branching onto sound, but you know, games with it's really made you hold your own breath. Because I, I, I don't think I take a, a massive notice of sound in games, but. Ah, in terms of like GTA, I'll, I'll get into a car and if a song is on, I like I won't start a mission until like that song is finished. <laughs> it's like things that are like that that I just think, oh, this is good. I'm just going to sit here and just to drive around for a bit or just listen to the things like that. And like the the, the radio, like uh, is it Laszlo does the the talk radio stuff. You yeah. can download all of those as like individual files and just listen to the just radio shows. That sort of stuff's brilliant. It's just. The, the level that they go into with their music in that game. Yeah, we're going back to sound, but I, I've got to bring up this game again. Again, this is going to get a shout <laughs> in every podcast that we do from now on. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, because 
I'm not, I'm not going to give the blurb about it, but you know what the fucking game I'm talking about, and it's of course Thief. Yeah. And I've I was, got NBA, I still so wanted... it's got Thief. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and I've got... it was still one of the first games to use 3D sound. And when you're hiding the shadows and you can hear the, the footsteps of the cards just closing in, and each step was physically closer and more tangible than the last. Yeah, I remember being a tit and holding my breath. And I mean, not just <laughs> holding my breath as I'm going, <gasps> I had hands in front of my mouth. <laughs> that must you know, make using the pad quite difficult. <laughs> this was, you know, this was, on, this was on keyboard. This was on PC. So my fingers were well clear of the WASD. It's like, <gasps> I don't know why I'm mimicking it now. Not that you can see <laughs> it. Can but... see. Take a screenshot. Oh, we'll just... uh, use it for the image. I did that quite a lot of times. If you're watching me while I was doing the week of horror videos, it's surprising how many times I took my hands off the keyboards. I went back yeah. and washed through them. And yeah. it is, it's an instinctive reaction because it's like a protective thing. You're genuinely yep. scared. So yeah. your, your instinctive reaction is to bring your hands up into a position where you can fend off whatever it is that's coming for you. Yeah, you just sit back I think that's chair what it is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you get proper, proper scared. At one point it was my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was fantastic. Yeah, she couldn't <laughs> beat me. She's a wuss. <laughs> so we've got we've covered horror and we've covered sound because I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, right? the, the pretty much sound covers. I think sound is second to story in games. Yeah, I think you get a game with a good story, but without the sound to follow up, it's worth shit. Go on then. Let's fluidly move into story. All right. So story was the the pinnacle of storyline in a game. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing yeah. out there, that. that. That's that one game that hit me emotionally at the end. Yeah, I think if a, if a game ever would would have got an Oscar, it probably yeah. would have been that. Yeah. As it's fantastic not... as the game that hit me the most was Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, same. I, I can agree with both of these. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The same. Yeah. The only thing with me with Final Fantasy VII is, I must admit, I probably had to play it three times before I even understood what had happened. Because <laughs> I did not, I genuinely did not get the whole Zack and Cloud thing. All right. It took me so long to understand it. I think probably on my third playthrough, I had this like click moment. And I was just like, oh, he was never in Soldier. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it. Living a lie. <laughs> I understand. How many times have I played this game and not had any idea what was going on? I just think, you know, there's, there's that part where um, Kate's thief, Sith, betrays you. Oh, Kate's yeah. Yep. 
And he's like, later on, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I can help you. And I'm like, no, fuck off. I don't like you. No, <laughs> screw you. You actually genuinely get emotionally. I really fucking You're hated weird. that thing. I was like, no, go away. I hate you. Yeah. I will never pick you as a character. I almost broke my PlayStation when Ares died. <laughs> almost broke my play. As, as much as it broke my heart, I think probably at the same time. Oh, and just, it was beautiful. I think. You know, the graphically that game isn't great. The backdrops are still beautiful. Music, fantastic. We've all got our music that we remember for it. Even Red Dead Redemption, you know, when you're going into Mexico and the music sort of kicks off and you're oh, yeah. riding down. Yep, I can agree with both of them. Story is vitally important. And I think, like you said, you've played um, Final Fantasy VII three times, if not more. Yeah. And you're still finding out little bits and nuances every time. Well, there's, cause there's characters you didn't even need to get. I mean, the first couple of times, I don't think I got Vincent the first time I completed the game. Um, I got a couple of the other characters, but I barely had them in my team. So I didn't get a load of their storylines, some of the bits yep. and bobs. So it it adds as you're going through. Just, right, so to completely remove ourselves from the old fartness. Oh, actually, Red Dead Redemption is not that not that old. So, no, no. But the, the, cause some of the, cause we have a tendency to go into really old games that maybe some people <laughs> we have. We do have a bad idea but, for that. But... In terms of story, I'm going to go with the Telltale Walking Dead games. Ah, oh, yes. Because I know they're based on this source material that they've got, but it's a whole new story, it's a whole new set of characters, and emotionally, it's a whole new experience. How it's far into the episode are I'm you only now? Just, I'm just completing the third. I haven't managed to play any much any further with this week, so I've got so much going on, but yeah. I'm just completing the third episode. The third one, for me, is the best one. It's excellent. I've got a feeling what I know what's about to happen, and I think it's got to because. Uh, well, let's not spoiler this one. No. No, no, let's not spoiler it. But they they are excellent games, and they can't help but draw you in because it's you feel like it's your character, and genuinely, I think if anything ever happened to Clementine, I don't know what I'd be able to do with myself. Mm. Well, if that's it. It really is your character because my Lee would be completely different to your Lee in terms of decisions that we've made throughout the game. Yeah, and oh, I'm I'm actually regretting a few of those decisions as well. This is the reason I've played through those games three times now. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of decisions that I made, and, and at the time I think they paid off, and at the time I'm thinking, well, it's gone okay, because I've lent myself to one character or another because I endeared myself to them early on, and then it actually turns out that that didn't make a huge amount of difference, and that character is still... Yeah, I'm I'm now nervous about them, and they're and they're not they're mistrusting me and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, God, if I'd have gone the other way, maybe I'd have made a slightly different choice. It would yeah. be better. But excellent. I, I don't think any other medium or entertainment medium gives you that sort of feeling. No, no, it doesn't. But the story in other games, like I, I think I've mentioned this before, but Blade Runner. There was a game. There was a Blade Runner game years and years and years ago, which was another point-and-click adventure game, and that was absolutely fantastic for story. It was great really? for. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember that one. No, it was oh, uh, excellent. It was uh, it was like on four discs. I think I might actually still have it somewhere. But it was a point-and-click adventure game. It was based on Blade Runner. It wasn't like a game of the film or a game directly based on Android's doing Electric Sheep. It was a, a whole standalone thing that was kind of meant to be in that universe with a new character and a new story and, and all this kind of stuff. And at its core, it was like a detective game. So you had to like case case a, a crime scene and look for clues, and then based on how many clues you found and how good you were at analysing those clues, 
completely changed the way the game played and how you interacted with characters and the information that you got from people because you could only ask questions based on information that you found at the crime scene. Oh, I like that. Other things that you found. But also, you could do that, I can't remember what they called it, but the, you know that thing in Blade Runner that they do to, to ask people questions to work out if they're an android or not? Yeah. Yeah? I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but no, you, you get to do that to people and you ask them these questions to try and trip them up to find out if they're an android. Right. And there's like several... Like, I played it through probably six or so times, and it changes every time. Really? So, like, what, uh, at one point somebody's an android, another point they're not. At one point they are an android, but you didn't ask the right questions and find out. <laughs> and stuff like that. It was wow, a brilliant game. It, it's, it will be, it's really, really old now. Whether you could even get it to work or not, I don't know. But if you're into point-and-click adventure games, it is worth giving it giving it a look. Just, just kind of, It's just called Blade Runner. Oh. I think it was just called Blade Runner, the game. We're googling now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were you were a guy in like a, a trench coat, brown hair. I can't remember what his name was though. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, you say Blade Runner point and click. Yeah. Oh yeah. Westwood Studios. Point and oh, click they were good. Game, they were really by good. Westwood Studios for the PC. It was published by Virgin Interactive Entertainment in nineteen ninety seven. Virgin Interactive. Yeah, <laughs> so they go, the the player assumes the role of Blade Runner Ray McCoy. There's a couple of times in the game where you like um, you go into in the police station, you go into like shooting range, and right. you've got to go through the shooting range, and, you, and you're just doing the shooting stuff. It's point and click, so it's just shooting targets or whatever. And sometimes little girls will pop out, sometimes people will pop out with the, 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 and they're not armed, and you've got to kind of decide whether they're a replica replicator or whatever. What do they call them? Do they call them replicators? I can't remember in Blade Runner anyway. Um, and then when you go out, when you come out of the um, of the uh, shooting range, and you look at the scoreboard to see how well you did, the guy that uh, Harrison Ford played in the actual film is on the scoreboard. All oh, right. So there's little bits like that that kind of link towards the film, but that's that's all all it does really. Yeah, just pays slight homage to it in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, cool. Uh, now we'll move on to uh, this week's top three. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what? What, what are you doing? Oh, he's oh. Gonna... Who put 20p in you? I thought we <laughs> told him it was a different day. What's going on? He's back. This is my show. He's back once again, like Renegade Master. Yeah, man. My show. Hello, You Lewis. guys, you, you can tell me that we're recording tomorrow when we're actually <laughs> recording today. Fucking hell, open Skype calls. And Jesus you can, Christ. You can set your status on Skype as busy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know. We tried, we failed. Lewis is back. Hi, Lewis. Hi. Did you have a everything? fun time? Was it amazing? I did. I had a very nice meal, thank you. Good. Good. We're doing top three. Despite... We're doing top three. Okay, yeah. uh, so if I remember correctly, it was Rich that won last week. Yeah. With his piss awful choices. No, from... it's amazing choices. <laughs> That's how I won. Pilot this is how this yeah. wins. You win by having amazing choices, and I had amazing choices, and I won. <laughs> and you had rubbish oh. choices, and you didn't win. So there. I, I'm pretty sure that me and Sierra decided there was a fix, but either way, <laughs> there was definite shenanigans in that. Really, one. the losers yeah. thought it was wrong, did they? <laughs> if anyone disagrees, go back and check episode six and tell us because there were some serious shenanigans had in that. No one. shenanigans. I was amazing, and you were bollocks. That's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. What 
Rich, is your... Yeah, because we're following the format from last week, aren't we? We are doing... Um, Surprise top three. We, yeah. yeah. We, don't know. We, don't, we don't know anything about it. It's so a no. surprise! Uh, and I only just came up with it today, so it's almost as much of a surprise for me as it is for you guys. <laughs> uh, right, so I'm going to do this in a slightly different way as well, just to mix things up. Last week we changed things around a bit because it was a surprise. This week I'm going to change things around a bit in a slightly different way. So... Surprise, we're not doing the top three. Surprise, <laughs> we're not doing the top three. Uh, I'm leaving the podcast. No. Yay! Uh, I'm, not that, I'm not that generous. So, what we're going to do, <laughs> the topic for the top three for this week, yeah, are your top three things that changed gaming. Right? So, top three things that, that had such a big impact on gaming in general mm-hmm. that they, they kind of stood the test of time. This can be a game... A piece of technology, a person, an idea, a genre, anything you want, and absolutely anything that has maybe future. Uh, well, you don't know that they've changed the face of gaming if they've not come out yet. Come on, Lewis. Okay, but if we think <laughs> if we think that they might change the face of gaming, no. Okay. Because you're probably wrong. Is that an instant disqualification? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, and the way I'm going to do this is because there's a couple of things that I think are quite big but might be fairly obvious. So rather than having one of you guys sh- shout out three and maybe steal it from the other guys, you're each going to do one and then we're going to go back to the first person and then they're going to do their next one. Okay. All so right. We're going to do a round robin. Yeah, just okay. in case, because I don't want one person stealing, stealing everything that's really good. So pick wisely, because the next person might want to pick your second choice, okay. and it will also give all of us a little, all of you guys, a little bit more time to think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bitches. Good. All right. So I'm going to start off with zero. Oh, no. 3D sound, surround sound. 3D surround sound. All right. Yeah. And the reason behind this is it really revolutionised how games were played. No longer was it a 2D mono format that was kind of projected almost in front of you, but brought gamers into the next level of full immersion. So without 3D sound, you were always looking at a screen, and it was kind of always held in front of you. With the addition of 3D sound, gave you that extra sense that you have a more tickled feel. So tickled. I think Tickle nice. feel, yeah. Oh, you, you might get extra points for tickling. <laughs> so I think from that alone, I think 3D and surround sound couldn't be gaming couldn't be the same without it. Digital downloads. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of that's something for me that's moved something uh, moved on gaming quite significantly, uh, especially with the advent of uh, uh, with PS Plus and. Uh, soon to be the uh, the Xbox Live free games or mm. whatever it is, two free games a month um, and Steam yeah that's a big I obvious mean, one isn't it yeah I mean I own probably more games on Steam <laughs> than I have time in my entire yeah. lifetime to complete <laughs> I own more games on Steam than I think I've ever had on any other platform yeah uh, yeah, precisely. That I think I've owned on either platform or will ever own on either platform. Yeah. Um, Good choice. So, yeah, that, that's my first choice. Sorry, Ross. I went with them first, but go on, you can make up for it now. Sorry, I'm going for the obvious one. Graphics. Graphics? What, yeah. like... Right, okay. So go, been... what, moving from text-based games into, into games that actually had graphics? Well, it's it's been 42 years since Pong was released. Right, yeah. okay. Far Cry 3, look how good that looks. 
<laughs> What's the Europe from Pong to Far Cry 3? Exactly, in 42 oh, years. So are you going to go with graphics or are you going with Pong? Uh, I'm going with graphics. <laughs> it's, it just immerses you into a whole world of things rather than just looking at two white lines on a black screen with a little white dot yeah. going back and forth. Or just it, looking at text. Well, yeah, come exactly. on, text-based adventures were, were fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, text-based adventure games were fantastic. They are good, but I'd rather be hunting a, an animal through a, a wild jungle with a bow and arrow on Far Cry. But you, you can, can do, do, you do you that can in text-based game. Go north. Yeah. Go north. Go north. Go north. <laughs> Go north. <laughs> Shoot arrow. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't understand Not... that request. Shoot the fucking arrow. <laughs> Not quite as immersive. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, graphics is mine. All right, we're going to go back to zero. All right, I think I'm going to win this one easily. <laughs> you thought that last week. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> Online multiplayer. Online multiplayer, uh, okay. The ability to reach out and play with new player twos all around the world. So instead of having a split screen, we're going to go with online multiplayer. Yep. Uh, it's a good one. It doesn't doesn't bear much conversation that either because that's a that's a pretty good pretty good obvious one. Mm. Go on then, Lewis. Uh, just going to back to online multiplayer. I mean, you can be called you, what you could be called a fag in many many <laughs> different languages. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, By many different age groups that shouldn't even be playing the game. Yeah. As soon as I think the first conversation in online multiplayer went like this. Hello, are you out there? Fag. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Um, my second choice is I probably shouldn't have been listening to Zero so I could think of one myself um, probably analog sticks oh, not analog oh. sticks thumbsticks okay what like instead of D-pads back yeah on. instead yeah. of just a D-pad um, actually maybe controllers in general no just just Thumbsticks. <laughs> okay, you could have you could have yeah. everything. You could have had everything to go to do with the controller, but then you're just gonna go with thumbsticks. I love yeah. thumbsticks. This is a good answer. It is yeah. a good answer. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it makes it's more so for like PC gamers who or rather console gamers who are going over to PC games. It makes it easier for them to um, pick up PC games that they might not ne- not that there are many PC games that you won't get on uh, on the console, but it makes it more um, yeah, yeah makes it easier for them to pick up. Yeah, you couldn't have FPSs nowadays with a D-pad. No, precisely. Doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm no. trying to actually imagine playing one on a D-pad. And it really doesn't bear thinking. No, it about. doesn't really, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Analog sticks is a big thing. I like that. Go on then, Ross. What's your second one? <laughs> um, can I just say? Just uh, connect and we move on. No, 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 no. All right, explain um, yourself. No, I'm not going with that. Um, <laughs> no, no. Like we were saying earlier about Walking Dead, I, th- I don't know what it, it is, how to explain it, but it's the the, the like branching storylines from yeah. like a choice you make affects what would happen in a future game, things like that. Yeah, kind of like karma based games yeah not well, necessarily di- you go oh, with dynamic places. story that's it yeah, yeah that's what it is yeah because because obviously it's a computer it can work things out that are quite complex dynamic story yeah so dynamic dynamic story not connect okay <laughs> you lose points for even seeing connect you know that right <laughs> yeah he's already lost points story i've deleted graphics so um zero go on then we're gonna go back to you for your third one just, uh, just, sorry, 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 just before you say yours, um, 
I promise to give away a game. I'll do it right now. Uh, if you want a Steam code for Shank, the Steam code is DQYF4LAXNAXN4HC. There you go, carry on. Wait one second. <laughs> never get to see who actually listened to that long. To get that sur- see, I like that idea, actually, having a surprise code in some yeah. of our podcasts. Yeah, it's going to be another <laughs> one as well at some point. Oh. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Now, for I was actually being a bit cautious by putting online multiplayer in on my second choice because my first choice is literally player two. Player two. So having extra people playing a game with you. From the ability to actually have an extra player. So if we're talking going back in the Spectrum days in Amiga where it was only ever, you know, you had one controller port to actually having that second control port for ready player two. I've just got to say, right, I'm going to go right back to the first game that Ross just said had graphics, <laughs> right? Had two-player. Two-player pop. Yeah. <laughs> the first ever graphics. So he's he's already... Uh, he's pretty much already covered that. Yeah, but actually, we're talking <laughs> about the first ever game with, before yeah, graphics. You you lose yeah, you lose points. Yeah, because the advent of graphics allowed allowed easier. Because uh, I don't think I've ever seen a two-player text-based adventure game. <laughs> no, but I don't think graphics cover um, two-player. No. Yeah, no, I, I'll I be the fucking where judge of that. From. I can see <laughs> where Zero is coming from. The ability to have that second player, yeah. so you're not just playing against someone else. Uh, uh, like against, the computer, yeah. Against the computer. So, yeah. ruling out online, having a second person in your house, co-op or otherwise, player two. So you're basically, you're, you're, you're holding the monopoly on all kinds of multiplayer here. Yep. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you're doing. You could have just and said sound. multiplayer. <laughs> Alright, so, okay. Lewis. Uh, Lewis. Um, my third one. Oh, I had a really good one. I can't remember it now. <laughs> Rubbish. I've got one. <laughs> if you want some more time. Uh, yeah, go on. He's gonna call it now. This is gonna be. It's <laughs> gonna be what Lewis thought. Of. I'm going for mobile gaming. Okay. The improvement from like, Snake to what you can do on an iPhone or an Android-based phone now. So you're actually saying on a, on a mobile phone, not just like a, your Game Boy and your Game Gear and stuff like that. You're actually talking on a mobile phone. Yeah, mobile gaming. Mobile okay. phone gaming. Yeah, the, the level of quality you can get on these devices now. So we, remember, we're talking about things that have changed the face of gaming. Yeah, Snake was good, but the games you can play now, they're, they're basically... So you are right, because everybody's got a mobile phone. Yeah. That's one thing that you can pretty much guarantee that everybody has got is a mobile phone. Yeah, so, so you've got the you've got biggest platform like in the world, isn't it, surely? Yeah, I would imagine so. Mm. Well, look at certain games companies that I know from the mobile thing. They have a turnaround of about 14 million unique users a month. <laughs> We've got four. <laughs> and they're us. <laughs> so I do know certain companies that... That's a, that's a small company, bear in mind. Yeah. That's with about a big thing. you know 12, 12 employees. You talk about the, the game lofts and the Namco's and the EAs of the world. They have friends of even the Facebook ones and the Candy Crushes. Yeah, that's that's huge. But also on the on the flip side of things, it's a cracking platform for um, develop like new developers to get in. Yeah, but you've got mm. the smart glass and everything else with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's from both ends of the spectrum. It's a good one. Ross. I think that's probably. I brought your saving grace here, Ross. Everything yeah, Zero's mentioned, that's what I meant, all of that. 
Everything that Siro just said that was really positive. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. What I'm going to shut my mouth. I, I didn't just mean Angry Birds. That's, that's not what I meant. And I want a half a point for that one. <laughs> you're not, you're not right, like jumping in on his points. You've got the Monopoly on multiplayer. Go on then, Lewis. Have you thought of it yet? Yeah. Right. Uh, it's not as good as what my good one was. But oh. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, DLC and extra content. Okay. Because it just it takes a game that uh, you you already love and just gives you that extra sort of replayability. Yeah, replayability or uh, playability. Push the lifespan out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, just looking at like uh, say Red Dead Redemption for instance, like that effectively released almost a second, a whole other second game. Yeah. Um, with the Undead Nightmare pack um, and again with the, the multiplayer stuff from it so yeah I mean that's that's kind of I think that's my last one DLC you know we're really going to do a podcast where for one podcast we do not mention Red Dead Redemption or Thief not possible <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen not possible I honestly don't the, the new Thief's coming out as well so he's giving it an extra breath of life oh you're just going to hear me screaming like a fucking <laughs> bitch when that comes out <laughs> I may not make podcasts for that one. Right then, I'm going to mull these over. I'm mulling as we speak. And you whine quite a lot so that you're a mulled wine. Yep, yeah, thanks for that. Zeros <laughs> <laughs> are being deleted. Right, I'm going to give you mine. And I'm going to give you mine because there's a, I, I'd written mine down before. There's a couple of ones in here that you might kick yourself. I don't know. So we've got on here online mods. I, mean, I bet one of them is going to be game mods. No, no. I was thinking that actually, but right. So we've got online multiplayer, digital downloads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I just like to point out that you had digital downloads as your first one and DLC as your third one. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're two two different things. I would I would have put them in the same thing. Okay, but anyway. And then we've got mobile gaming. Not one of you said the internet. Ah. The internet. Mm. It's my uh, secret answer. That's <laughs> <laughs> your luxury item. It's it? my luxury item. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, because I, I obviously had a bit more time to think about this than you guys. So the first one I came up with was the internet. Oh. Because yeah. in my opinion, that single piece of technology has made the biggest impact to gaming ever. Yeah, that, we probably should have caught that one. That's a bit of a shit mistake on our side. My second one was optical media as a whole. So CDs, DVDs, and now Blu-rays. Right. I don't know. I think um, that's superfluous to digital downloads. It mm. is, but at the time, if you yep, think about uh, it, uh, made such yep. an impact on it uh, on gaming as a whole. At the time, there was nothing that you could get that could fit the kind of content that you needed, and game developers were, were limited by the amount of stuff that they could get in a game, by the amount of graphics they could put in, by the amount of content they could put in. As soon as optical media came out that was a limitation that kind of went away or went away or was removed for the most part because they could have multiple discs as well all right yeah i can see that yeah so obviously when the internet came along but think about it the internet was around a long time before digital downloads came around Mm. i mean 56k that's internet but could you imagine downloading a game on it (laughs) no but i can download porn on it 
Yeah. Oh, that, that was back in the days that porn was exciting because you had to wait. Like, oh, but the eyebrows, this is going to be really good. <laughs> the best suspense really in the world. world. Yeah, exactly, and it's coming down. It's like, oh, I haven't even got the nipples undone. He was like, is it Asian? Is it Asian? Please don't be a man. Please don't be a man. Oh! <laughs> I never got that far down. Oh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> One picture and that was it. Please don't be a man. Is that yep. the title? Yes. <laughs> Didn't even get to the nipples. <laughs> yeah. So opt optical media is the other one, and my third one, kind of in in the same vein as the as the analog stick, was the mouse. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I agree with this. So you're not because I'm a because I'm a PC I'm a PC gamer, but obviously years and years ago you've got you've got your Commodore and you've got your Dragon 32 and your <laughs> Spectrum. They didn't have a mouse. Mouse makes a massive difference to gaming. So yeah, that's my that's my final one. So those are the three. I was wondering whether anybody would come out with something like that, but no, didn't happen. <laughs> right then, the winner, which is going to be controversial, I think. Oh, can I do that? <laughs> do what you want. It's, it's okay. It's, it's pronounced zero. <laughs> uh, right. So the winner uh, is is. Uh, as per our financial agreement, is Ross. Yes. What? Mm. <laughs> for as per our outstanding monetary agreement, which we can settle up later on. I'll yeah, it's Ross. Throw an envelope you sent me last week, it's going to be returned this week. Right? Yeah. Graphics <laughs> is, was obviously a massive thing, and it's another one that's kind of obvious, I guess. It's reached but, its pinnacle now, I think. But Yeah, but uh, just, just adding graphics into a game, when you're talking Space Invaders and stuff like that, mm. massive, massive thing. And mobile gaming. I think probably mobile gaming is what clinched it. Yeah, mobile like, is such a huge thing. It is probably the biggest general platform in the world now, and not only is it making an impact in gaming because it's getting games out to everybody, but it's allowing indie developers to get out there where they weren't able to before on the big platforms. I still call shenanigans. <laughs> you're going to call shenanigans until you win, so you're going to be doing that an awful lot. This is episode seven, <laughs> and I've not officially with bunny ears one yet with bunny this, this is this is something going on I swear you are having conversations behind my fucking back at this no, point we have conversations at your face and they oh, usually on. be less shit he's on to us <laughs> he's on to us he's done it oh god that's the it financial transaction Lewis just gone completely quiet so this is what happens after I leave Black Ops isn't it just like yeah we're not fucking voting for him are we yeah, going <laughs> he's shooting us right in my face excellent so yeah there you go Ross wins congratulations Ross thank you very much Thank you. I hope that went well. Is is, is Lewis actually here? Because he's not spoken for a while. Yeah, I am oh. still here. He's stunned. Stunned into silence by stunned, me. Really. Stunned into silence. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I thought that was a fair win. Good. Ah, yeah, fuck. The, the other ones were very good. Digital downloads is a massive thing. That's based off the back of the internet. Online multiplayer and, and second players which again is something that came from having kind of graphical games and everything. A 3D surround sound was a big one. But I think Ross clinched it with graphics as a whole and mobile gaming. Dynamic story, yes, but mobile gaming was a big one there. I think mobile gaming more so because it then it opens up the ability for pretty much anyone to play a game, yeah. even if it is, Which is the big Angry thing. Birds or Broken Sword. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they want to play. Yeah. It's, pretty it's, much everybody's got a phone, everybody's got a smart, pretty much everybody's got a smartphone nowadays. And it's giving them access to everything. It's allowing games to get out there much, much more than they ever have before. So, yeah, mobile games. You know, I actually remember testing one of my first games on a mobile phone. And it was a horrible experience. Was it Snake? <laughs> no, it was worse. It was uh, Tic-Tac-Toe. Tic-Tac-Toe, oh, wow. really? I never understood why people would make games like that on a phone. That you can I never got it. It's like chess. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the first games that you get on like your Nokia phone was chess or drafts. 
Why yeah. do I need to play that on my phone? There is no need. Snake is not something I can do on my own table. <laughs> yeah? Okay. So that makes sense. But I didn't get... <laughs> it just made... Thoughts and crosses. Fucking Americans. Yeah. It's, uh, it just amazes me that there are games like Words with Friends and Draw Something that are now becoming really popular. Well, hang on a second. That's just Scrabble and Pictionary. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Scrabble and Pictionary. What we've basically done is taken a game that social people play and renamed it and given it to you, the unlovable fuckwit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now you can send dirty pictures to your friends. <laughs> yeah. But what, play online because nobody likes you in real life. What makes me laugh <laughs> even more is that you, you can now buy these games in board game version. You can buy <laughs> words with friends and draw something as a board game. You're joking. Now that's they, fucking they, ridiculous. They get around the, uh, the whole Scrabble. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you win. Perfect. A couple of episodes ago, we did a community segment where we asked for you guys to ask us questions, uh, whether it be about gaming or just about the podcast in general. Um, we had so much fun and we enjoyed that just seeing what kind of questions that you guys came up with uh, that we decided to do again this week and or this episode rather um, and we've got we've only picked four questions because I think that's pretty much all we got uh, <laughs> from you guys but um, yeah I mean they're all they're all cracking questions so we're gonna take one each and see where we go from there yes so uh, Ross do you want to start us off with the first question yeah, okay. I'll go for the one from uh, Jordan Lomax, who I believe is Lazy Lamb on Twitter. He is. Uh, he asked us, the standard of FTP games now are now getting as good as full price games. Which game do you think started this snowball of awesome FTP games? And I assume FTP games is free to play, yeah? It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never really played an FTP game, so... Um... I bet you have. I bet if you properly think about it, you have. You ever played Angry Birds? It's a pay for Angry Birds, don't you? No, I went free to play. Angry Birds is free on Android. If you've got an iPhone, yes, you've got to pay for it, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's always been See, free on Android. I have Apple phones. Robert Diddle Jump? Uh, yes, I, I think mobile is a big one for this. Yeah, I suppose. Would Angry Birds be the, the one that kicked off the, the snowball? It depends what you're looking at, because there's MMOs as well. There's a big yeah, trend with MMOs at the moment, switching from a pay-for model into free-to-play. Yeah. And I think it's now generally been accepted, because originally I think a lot of games shifted from a pay-for model into free-to-play, and the general consensus was, is because they're not as good as WoW, and they're not making any money. Yeah. But I think nowadays it's kind of more widely accepted that it is actually a successful pricing model, and it's a nice way... Remember how we said uh, it's good to have a, a demo for your game? Mm. So yeah. you have your demo for your game and then people want to buy it. The free-to-play model works in a similar kind of way. A lot of them you can only play up to level 20 or whatever and then you've got to pay to unlock extra levels. Or you've got, there are certain limitations in the game. A lot of them nowadays are going all the way up yeah, to nope. play the entire game. Hi. Sorry, uh, you cut out then. Did anyone bad. else hear him cut out? No, I was hearing him fine. Oh, okay. Sorry, that must have just been me. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. As you were. <laughs> a lot of them now you can play the entire game. Uh, like all the way through, like Rift. Um, has gone free to play recently and that was probably I would say some would argue the, the biggest contender to WoW in the MMO space and that's gone free to play and the way that they've done it is it's little things like if you enjoy the game you can still pay a, a premium model you can pay monthly or you can just 
pay for kind of micro unlocks. Like you only get three character slots by default. If you want more characters, you can pay to unlock more character slots. If you, um, like there might be certain secret areas that you can get to if you pay to unlock those areas. It doesn't add, you know, you're not getting better guns or better weapons or anything. It's not making you a much better character. It's just adding to the Additional game. Additional content yeah. almost. So yeah. you enjoy the game and therefore you decide to pay for it. So you can play it for free, decide that you like it, put some money into the game. I think probably from memory, uh, the earlier on MMOs, Silk Road is the one that stands out. If anybody's played MMOs or free-to-play MMOs before, Silk Road was a really, really big free-to-play MMO that came out very early on in the free-to-play model. And that, the, su- the success of that, I think probably caused people to actually sit back and think, well, maybe this can work. Hmm. So See, I'd say... I had heard of another one which that was an MMO free-to-play. It was called Conquer. Have you played that one? I haven't played that one, no. It's very much the predecessor to almost lineage, actually. Right, okay. Um, very China-style, sort of dynasty, sort of character-looking feel to it, but Din- uh, Conquer was one of the first that I had heard that went free-to-play completely, and it was a fantastic game. Right, okay. Yeah, no, not played that one. Silk Road, I think, was a... I played a couple of free-to-play ones before that, but they weren't very good. I think Silk Road is the first one that I played that I genuinely went, well, this is a really good game. And it got it got quite it made money and it got quite a lot of attention. And I think that was what made people kind of think, well, all right, maybe we can make a bit of money out of this instead of just being viewed as a as a failing game. So what's the what's the biggest free to play MMO currently? Probably Rift now. Yeah. Is it not League of Legends? League of Legends is the one ah, I've heard of. Doesn't cast as an MMO League of Legends. It's not the same thing. Free is a free to play game. Yeah, League of Legends is a free to play game. There's a, there's quite a lot of free to play games in general, but if you're talking about an MMO, League of Legends isn't an MMO. Yeah, yeah. but I thought I thought we were okay. just talking about free to play games. Free to play games. I would say probably the biggest free to play game at the moment would either be League of Legends, probably yep. is League of Legends, Rift, or possibly EverQuest 2. I don't know how. Many people play EverQuest 2 anymore, but that is free to play now as well. Okay. Well, just would you still count Team Fortress 2 as a free to play? Yeah, but it's not massively multiplayer. I see what you mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah but, the same but, kind of strain yeah, as but, LOL. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not talking about again. I'm not talking about MMOs. I'm just talking about free to play. Yeah, free to play games. It is, I mean, it is free to play, isn't it? That's yeah. I'm not uh, sure what you, model they've set it up on. To be honest, I own it, so it doesn't you, make any odds to me. No, you buy hats and stuff I believe oh yeah you buy add-ons that's, a, that's the way a lot of them go they, they you can buy like cosmetic add-ons and stuff like that right. some of them have gone down there's two different routes in the MMO space some of them have gone down kind of pay to win and some of them have gone down pay to enjoy right. so the pay to win model is more like right uh, you can buy potions that give you double XP for a certain amount of time mm. and stuff like that I don't like that particularly because right. you'll get people that just pay a load of money and get way better than everybody else and much much quicker just to fix the object the, yeah the pay to enjoy thing, I like that. Hmm. So that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for your question, Jordan. Uh, Zero. Which one? I quite like the one. Let me just get in front of me. Uh, from Brian, from Bram, Hugh. Yeah, I think it's huge. Huge. Yeah, I don't know. He told, he did tell me how to pronounce it, but I've forgotten already. <laughs> Hi, Bram. Bram, if a game could become your real world. And what game would you live in? That's Fallout. an amazing question. Fallout, now, really? You would choose to live in a world where basically everybody has been irradiated and killed. <laughs> this is what I thought. There's fucking big scorpions <laughs> around. Yeah, and I knew you'd go for that, but I actually thought a little bit about right, this then. question because 
I looked at a lot of the games I played, like, you know, Assassin's Creed and everything like that, and, you know, I could say Thief and everything else, but they kind of really existed in our real world. Yeah, and they weren't very nice. <laughs> and they weren't very nice. No, so the world I would actually choose would be Deus Ex. Oh, that's a good choice. Uh, yeah, futuristic start. games would probably be... Can I live in Green yeah. Hill Zone, please? Because there's lots of, like, little bunnies and rabbits <laughs> and squirrels and stuff. <laughs> And rings, just and, don't and, fall on the spikes. Yeah, exactly. Always make sure you have a but ring But you on could you. end up with crabs. You could, yeah. This is true. Or but yeah, I'll always make sure I have at least one anywhere. ring. <laughs> yeah. As long as you protect your ring, you should be safe from crabs. <laughs> <laughs> and if we give you no better advice from this week, just take that away. Yeah, take that but away. If you do get crabs, you will lose your ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know your role, protect your hole. That's what you take away from this episode. If you can't live in Fallout, Lewis, where are you going to go? Um, he can live in Fallout. Yeah, but I mean, when you when I actually think about it, it's pretty just, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's stupid, but it's just a fucking harsh environment. It is. Let's, it is. Let's, it, it let's does live make in you a town where they worship Animal a Crossing. Animal oh, Crossing. Ah, yes. <laughs> like go from one extreme to the other. You can buy a house with 190 odd apples. Brilliant. Yeah. Right, so we're really not house. doing much to increase <laughs> our manliness. My Little Pony, Hello Kitty, Animal Crossing. No, Animal Crossing's alright. I don't uh, know if you can throw that throw that in with the rest of them, can you? It's... <laughs> I'll sit back there. <laughs> you know, I say that because the missus has gone recently and she's not letting me play, so I'm a little bit better. Oh, <laughs> you're not allowed to play, that's what you're getting I'm dead. not allowed to play it. So, my fucking DS, not allowed to touch the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, what did you go for? Didn't. Um, I don't know. Actually, it's really difficult because you can pick, like, like you said, like if you said World of Warcraft, it sounds brilliant because there's loads of stuff to do in World of Warcraft, but you do get stabbed an awful lot, which is a bit of a downside. <laughs> yeah. But you respawn, which is obviously a plus side. Um, freelancer. Ooh. I'm going to go with freelancer. Big open universe space, loads of planets to visit, loads of places to go, exotic people to meet. Yeah, but you're just going to end up scruffy the janitor. Yep, totally am. It doesn't matter. Um, I still get to go on spaceships even if I'm just cleaning them. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and hopefully a little bit of alien sex. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> well, people... Any sex with you is alien. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure. Well, our listeners <laughs> might want to live in the uh, the Shank Two world, and if you want to do that, then claim this code now: QTX7QK649V V3NDY. First come, first served. So. Ooh, another one slips in. There you go. In other news, I have got two gift copies of Shank Two now. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to butter me up <laughs> the, first, the first code was Shank 1 the second code was Shank 2 ah oh, there you go I wonder who's going to be the first I wonder if it's going to be the same person that claims both of those at yeah, the same time if you get them that's these nice. are steam codes I'm not sure we pointed these out they are steam codes for uh, yeah. Windows <laughs> for the Windows thing yeah that, whoever claimed them let us know the computer yeah. my thing. <laughs> there you go two free games that was Lewis, are you going to take a question uh, yes I will uh, I will go with Claire Walker's question from Facebook. Uh, PS Plus is going to carry over to the PS4, albeit in a, a slightly different model. Um, but will we be able to down- re-download the games we already bought from from the PSN, or 
for our PS3s like Final Fantasy 7 and indie games, etc. Please answer Games Masters. <laughs> games Masters. You're, you're the bold one. If you stick a monocle in, you're off. Come. <laughs> oh, he's off. <laughs> we're we're, we're oh, not right really again. sure on this, are we? No. Haven't a clue. <laughs> Haven't got the foggiest. We have consulted um, the oracles, and they have said, try again later. <laughs> they have said, oh, I don't fucking know. Don't ask him, Dominic. Basically, Don. from what I've heard about it, is there's no confirmation yet from PlayStation. Um, Xbox One have officially announced that they will not be compatible, so you're will not be able to download again. Really? Due to it's down to the architect of the system itself. Yeah. So if you have got previous games on your sort of 360, they will not transfer across. So I would imagine. Your, I would yeah. imagine that will basically be the same thing for PS3 because the architecture is completely different. So. so yeah. It might be the case that they basically say, if the game developer develops the same game, but for that platform, so if they just port it over to that platform and it's the same game without any additions and different maps or anything like that, mm. then yes. Uh, but alternatively, but that would be a very no difficult idea. thing to, to police. Alternatively, they might just do what the PS3 have done with PS1 games and emulate them. Yeah, or mm. Gakai. Or, yeah, Gakai. So I don't there you know. Go. We don't. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, Poss- yeah. Very possibly, Sony doesn't know, and I can tell you this for sure: fucking Microsoft has got no idea. Yeah, but <laughs> when we do find out, we'll definitely give it a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it my question. Just, yeah, the last one's for you. Rich, yeah. oh, go on then. Right, this is from Colin on Twitter. Who's Colin? At you as well. Colin is the host of Man of the Post podcast. Ah, right. Okay. Hi, Colin. Uh, hi, Colin. A question for the next podcast. With the possible ban on Saints Row 4 in Australia, do game makers have an obligation to censor themselves, or should there be no restrictions on games? Have any games ever gone too far? And would I play a Certificate 18 game while my kids are in the room? Well, you can answer right. that bit first. Answer that bit first. Yes. And I have done, depending on the game, depending on the situation. Mm. I probably shouldn't do. <laughs> didn't you tell, tell me you traumatised one of your... I traumatised my daughter. Basically, <laughs> I, I will... Now, this is this is a good advert for not doing it, but I, I, if it's a shooter, if it's a horror game, no. Yeah, if it's a game that's got a lot, of the, well, it's got any pretty much swearing in it, no. If it's a game that has got violence or gore in it, no. If it's a shooter or something like Assassin's Creed, yes. I have, okay. done. I have done with them in the room. If I'm playing a multiplayer game, like recently Black Ops 2, I have played it with the kids in the room. I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't do but it's shooting, they've seen it before, and it's just like, there's no real gore or anything, it's just bang, bang, that person's dead. Yeah. Again, I, sh- I probably shouldn't do it, it's a bad thing to do, but I've done it, they've seen it before. I have found myself pausing certain games, like um, Walking Dead, if I'm playing it on the PC and my daughter comes along, I'll pause it. It's got zombies in it, it's not something that she needs to be seeing. Um, I was, at one point, playing Far Cry 3, Yes. Um, on this was actually a PC game, but I had my laptop plugged into the TV at the time, and me and my mate were playing it. And she was up a little bit later than normal, and it was just like all I was doing was kind of roaming around and finding animals to hunt. Yeah. So I wasn't doing anything storyline-ish. There was no swearing. It was just like me playing. Unfortunately, she was just sat there watching, and I was just kind of in a lush landscape, driving around. I wasn't even really shooting anybody, uh, and I dove in some water to swim out to this island and I didn't even see it coming but a shark <laughs> turned up and if you've ever played Far Cry 3 when a shark turns up it kind of bites your arm and kind of shakes its head and rolls and you're, you've got to stab it and try and get it off it scared me because it was so sudden and I didn't see it coming she could not stop crying 
Absolute <laughs> fit. Scared the hell out of that. Bad dad. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad, bad dad. So I've been really careful since then. It's, it tends to just be games that I know nothing will jump out at me. Yeah. But actually, one of the points he did raise is um, should there be no restrictions? And I think it says... Right, um, the, the where, first where part it? of that is, has, has the game, game ever gone too far? Right, I can name yes, one. I can name yeah, four. I'm not going <laughs> to give its name out, but there is a game that was released and it's still widely available and banned almost everywhere it exists that actually glorifies rape. Oh, really? Oh, this and is that it, kind of... Is this that yep, let's not give it its right? name, but yeah. Yeah. It's the whole this. premise of the game is to find certain schoolgirls in areas and rape them. And I think as a game going too far, I think that pretty much sets the bar for anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, right, so games that have gone too far. Super Columbine Massacre, Massacre RPG. Yeah. That's one that jumps out straight off the bat. Now, the developers will say that there are certain pieces, set pieces in that game that are meant to make you think about motivation and stuff like that. That's not why they did it. No. They did it to... And it was very close to the mark as well. It was uh, it was not a huge amount of time after it all happened. It was a, it was a few years, I think, but it was, uh, it was a bit close to the mark. I don't think that was right. And the other one is Postal. I think Postal went too far, personally. Mm, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't even a very good game, but the entire point in Postal and Postal 2 was to just be as graphic, disgusting, and wrong as possible. And I didn't enjoy them. I didn't think they were good games. And they went they went too far. It wasn't fun. I don't think I think if anybody genuinely enjoys that game outside of the novelty factor, there's something a bit wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. The the obvious ones, I mean everything gets fucking banned in Australia. I wouldn't read into that too much. Everything gets banned in Australia. Let me, State of Decay has been banned out everything. there as well, hasn't it? For its Fallout it, 3. Its depiction of drug use. Yep, Fallout 3 got banned for the depiction of drug use. Mm. Yeah, so Australia and Germany are incredibly hard markets to beat into. Just yeah. Forget yeah. about the fact that you shoot people in the face. Can't use drugs. <laughs> Shooting people in their chin, absolutely fine. No <laughs> if you're doing it just, drugged up, it's bad. Just go back to games that um, that kind of go over the over the line. Uh, there was one that came out just after the the bombings of the Boston Marathon. Um, really? It was just a, yeah, um, and it's just it, it. I think it came out a couple of weeks after, and they said, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's just to raise awareness and this, that, and the other." But it's just the it's bollocks. It's a stunt. Yeah, the the graphics. Well, they're pretty horrifying, to be honest. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. The guy that lost his leg, um, they're like they've done a 16-bit version of that. Uh, it's 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 pretty. It's just a bit weird. I can't understand the mentality behind people. To use a AAA example, and nobody is going to agree with me on this. I thought Manhunt went too far. I honestly did. I know a lot of people going, oh, no, you can't beat up on Manhunt. This is all the fucking left-wing people going all crazy that, that computer games are bad for you. I thought Manhunt went too far. And it's one of those things where, yeah, it was an 18-certificate game, but people that are younger than 18 are going to play it. It's going to happen. They're going to play it, especially if you pebble it all over the news. The worst thing that you can do with this kind of thing is, is bring it to the forefront of everybody's mind because that will make all the sub-18-year-olds want to play the game. Yeah, but, yeah. After that, playing that's Manhunt, exactly how it went. I'm the kind of person that, so I'll watch certain films, and even if it's a graphic, you know, it's a horror. I love horror films. You see a knife coming towards a person, 
And then the the camera goes to the stabber rather than the stabby. Yeah. And you see a splash of, a splash of blood going at the person's face. You don't see the knife plunge into their eye. This is exactly why I didn't like Hostel. It was too graphic for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It showed all of the really gory details and people's eyeballs hanging out and people being having the toes cut off. It's torture porn. Ex- yeah, exactly. I've seen people like in films. It was a uh, oh, what was it? Payback, the Mel Gibson film. They smash his toes with a hammer. You don't see it and you don't see the toes, but you know they've smashed his toes with a hammer. Yeah. You see the hammer come down. You hear a crunch and that's it. But in Films like Hostel and games like Manhunt, you see the graphic detail, and it, I think it takes it too far, personally. Well, it's like a, it comes back to what I was saying about um, no other medium lets a player get so involved and so close. So you've got to be very cautious and very careful about how close and care, careless you can really get with that type of thing. Yeah. Now, with Manhunt, they did tone it down a lot compared to the early development stages of it. And that alone is telling you what they were originally trying to get out. Yeah. Some of the executions, Uh, though, were just... In a game, if I kill somebody, I want them to die. Maybe roll around on the floor holding their knee, because I shot them in the kneecap. I don't want them to literally be gurgling blood. And and when it gets to the point where a character in a game is shouting, kill me, kill me, because you've done such grievous damage to them that they don't want to live anymore... That is not right, in my opinion. That is not something that needs to be in a game. Because when, you got to, when you've got to the level that that is something that you're thinking about doing, a, a game shouldn't put you in that position, in my nice. opinion. That's not fun. Yeah. Um, and my, my opinion of the whole thing is, yeah, they can take it too far, but it's got to come down to a level of trust between the developer who's developing the game and sort of really what they're intending to show the person, you know? Well, no, it's great that somebody gets killed, but in which going a little bit too far to show a, a more visceral and almost depicting a real, realistic state of a massacre torture porn, I don't think we really need to go that far. No, we you don't. don't need, you don't need to go that far. I mean, look at the probably one of the most iconic scenes in Reservoir Dogs mm. with um, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mr. White. You never I see it actually remember. happen, do you? Yeah, but you don't ever actually see that happen. No, and I think that's the point that I was trying to get at. It's like you know that something's happened, yeah, but you, you don't, don't need, to, need see to see it. You don't need to see that thing. It's the difference in my mind between, using Manhunt as an example again, between the executions that you perform on Manhunt and executing or killing somebody in Hitman. So in Hitman, you pull out the, your piano wire or whatever. Sorry. It's all right, I'll let you off. You, you pull out your piano wire or whatever, you give them a good old strangle, hide them in a cupboard. Yeah, yeah that doesn't feel... That, it's a game, all right, killing somebody, but it's a game. It, it, it's a very much gamey kind of element. It feels whereas clinical. in Manhunt, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Manhunt, you chop somebody in the neck with a machete. It doesn't kill them. They're lying on the floor, gurgling blood everywhere. You chop them in the other side of the neck with the machete, and then boot them in the back of the head so the head comes off. Do, it, do you know what I mean? You're killing, still killing somebody by sneaking up behind them, but it's they're two very, very, very opposite ways of approaching it. And I just that's the difference for me. Anyone know why Saints yeah. Row? Saints Row 4 has been banned. Dubstep gun, possibly. God knows. Any with Australia, with God knows. <laughs> They've banned some crazy games. Does anybody remember some early, early on banned games? Carmageddon? Really? Yeah, yeah do you yeah, not remember Carm- this? No. Carmageddon was banned. Carmageddon's probably the one of the first games that I remember being yeah. widely banned. 
uh, a lot of the modern versions now are... They're back to what it was. Yeah, yeah. because they they re-released it after it got banned. With zombies. Um, with zombies, yeah, because yeah. you were running over if you've not If you've not played it, Ross, when Carmageddon first came out, basically it's a racing game where you can win either by destroying all the other cars that are in the race, winning the race, which nobody ever did, or <laughs> killing all the pedestrians. And they were literally pedestrians, and you'd have grannies and stuff like that. And you got special bonus points for doing, like, pile drivers. If you smashed a pedestrian between you and another car, uh, and you got, like, super squish bonuses and stuff like that. Kill- and it was literally blood smeared everywhere. And if you ran over a load of people and then kind of did a handbrake turn, you'd leave, like, a blood-streaked tyre print type thing on the on the track. But um, it wasn't that bad, really. And the graphics were terrible. But it got banned, and then they had to recall... Like, this was the first time I've ever heard of a game being recalled like that. And then they re-released it quite a while later, and they've replaced all of the pedestrians with zombies. Oh, right. But that was way before, I think, proper ESRB ratings. Yeah. So they'd released released it with, like, kind of a tentative 18 certificate. In fact, I'm not even sure it was certificated, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) I think they just released it, and then they ended up getting it pulled. I don't think that kind of thing would happen nowadays, because it gets... It goes through a load of processes before it even comes out. So that's the end of another Ready Player 2. Obviously, I've only been here for half an episode, but uh, it's been great nonetheless. We managed. Yeah, the 50% of this episode has been fantastic. We'll leave it up to you to decide which. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Zing! Outrageous. We might, we might be looking for a new podcast host. And... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I, over, over the coming week, we're going to be looking for a new podcast host. Yeah, so unfortunately, unfortunately, make it. unfortunately, Rich is going to be oh, leaving okay. us. Um... Yeah, uh, d- just something to keep an eye out. We we are teaming up with Anime Esports. Um, this is an unofficial announcement at the moment, but look, keep an eye out on our Twitter, Facebook, and website for updates as they come. Um, we'll be working things out, and basically, as soon as we know what's going on, we'll let you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, because like with most thing. things, we don't fucking know. We don't know. What's yeah. Happening. But uh, as part of all this, we've rebranded our website to make it extra yeah. shiny. For those of you who haven't noticed yet, uh, we have indeed rebranded our website. We've made it look nice and shiny and clean. And it, yeah, there'll be other big news coming over the coming week. So, and that's the epi- the end of episode seven of Ready Player Two. I've been iLewis87. He's been fifty percent of I Lewis eighty seven. <laughs> yes, I, I've been. I Lewis forty three point half. five. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> I Lewis forty three point five. Uh, we do. We, we have a, a t shirt store that we uh, can mention. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, uh, we can mention that. Is now. Ready Player Two Two dot Spreadshirt dot co dot uk. You can see some of the lovely exactly. designs that our everyone Rich has drawn up for us. Oh, thank you. Uh, alternatively, there's a link on our website. Yes. On our yep. branded website, which store. is readyplayer2.co.uk, uh, under store. Or there's a banner at the top, or there's a, a banner on the right-hand side. So, yeah. We, we put shit everywhere. Banners everywhere. Buy our stuff. <laughs> yeah. Some nice t-shirts there. There's a baby grow as well, if you're expecting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we can add other stuff if you want us to. Just let us know. If there's a market for it, we'll yeah. do it. Yeah, if you've got a design that you want us to add on and it's not shite, then uh, just let's know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so that's... 
Sorry. Go on. I was going to say, we started off signing off and then uh, and then didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll sign off then. I am producer Ross, Ross Bell 1984 on Twitter. Check out Man of the Post podcast, new episode out uh, this week. Check out the Fantasy Wisdom Wrestling Show. Um, I'm on there as well. Um, I think that's about it. I'm the man of a thousand podcasts at the minute. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all for me. Rich? I'm si- oh, well, go Rich. You're last, Zero. <laughs> no. Shush. No, you can go first, Zero. God, Zero. Um, I'm Sierra Blade, and um, you can catch me on Twitter under Sierra Blade. And coming soon, surely I will be back into the YouTube channels again, as I shall have a PC up and running very shortly. Yay. So look forward to new content, and I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Thank you very much. I've been Richard Newbie Five or Zebwen, depending on where you know me from and whether I like you or not. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Newbie Five, on Twitter at Zebwen, and on here on the podcast. Thank you very much. I love you. <laughs> And once again, I've been Ilo 37 or 43 and a half, whatever you want. <laughs> Rebranded. <laughs> whatever you fancy. Thank you for this been... up. Just Google him. Just Google him. Just, just yeah. Google me. And this has been episode seven. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody, for turning Bye. up. Love you, love you, love you. Bye. Bye. It works for me. I quite like going for it, and I quite like the other one. So, by the way, just do, just do a mix. Yes, yeah, mix. mix Let's do a little bit of hybrid orgy. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in an orgy. <laughs> exactly. What happens in an orgy? Tell me, because <laughs> everything, loads of things. Which which orgies are you going to? Killing kittens. <laughs> which one? Which other one? Is it killing kittens? Or where where are they? Where do they hold these? London by the river. It's down by the river. No, it's, it's centralised. It's quite in the centre. Oh, it's quite oh. it's in the centre of London. I'm a little concerned. This is on Google Maps. Yeah, go to Killing Kittens. I think. No, it's no, no. Com. Right. Mm-hmm. Killing Kittens. Not UK. That is going to be a website, oh, isn't it? That is probably yeah. is. I'm not going to look. Killingkittens.com. I'm not going to look. This is something I don't need to know. It's uh, a network for the sexual elite. Wow. There you I'm... go. Access the Killing but Kittens is, exclusive elite adult parties. Does it sound like I'm lying about this? Uh, I never lie about concerningly, myself. Concerningly, no, it does not. <laughs> what I'm a little bit worried about is, I've heard of dogging. I've never heard of this. <laughs> I'm worried about pressing enter on this website. I'm not pushing anything on that website. I'm oh, staying well away. Fine, it's a I'm in. proper website. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Cover me. Cover just, me. I'm going in. Populist uh, myth has it that every time a woman sins by pleasuring herself, God, in rep- retribution, kills a kitten. Over time, killing kittens has become a colloquialism for female masturbation. Brilliant. Right. Sorry, how do you know about this website? Because <laughs> <laughs> all women he's dated have said that I've had to kill kittens. <laughs> right, she uses, she uses laptops, so um, history. I'm too innocent to know anything about this. <laughs> clear browsing data past hours browsing data. Yeah. Right. just saying this is what in private browsing is for yeah See, now, now you need to go and... now incognito <laughs> window See, now you just need to go and search for what blue waffle is no no you don't want to search for that blue waffle no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> turn them off completely yeah, hang on. Maybe it's like um, a magnetic thing. He's been here five fucking minutes. Smooth <laughs> as hell this has been. Smooth all night. He turns up with his beepy face. 
See, see, this is it's nothing to do with that at all. He's just basically got a wee sonic blaster. He's like, oh, yeah, miss the first part, were you? Podcast for that, yeah, you, you bastards. Some sonic boom, you fuckers. Communicating with the animals. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Dogs, a couple of streets away, yeah. going the fuck. Oh, it's a special oh, not again, again. <laughs> Every episode, we give him an opportunity. I, I was thinking today, go through our podcast, like previous episodes. Yep. Um, we haven't mentioned um, the flamethrower dog. No, nah, it's a natural thing. Be fine. <laughs> it backfired, up. blew up. When, when, <laughs> when anyone needs smiting, yeah. the flamethrower dog is there. Yeah. Game over. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 